Hello. Hi. Welcome back to Wheel Takes, a podcast about the Wheel of Time, a series of books by Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson. My name is Gus. I've read all of them. I'm Allie, and I am on, oh, I'm a first-time reader, Mm -hmm. on book six, Mm -hmm. chapter 44. Correct. This podcast only contains spoilers for what Allie's already read, and today... And you just heard what that is. That is everything up to and including Lord of Chaos, Chapter 44, which is called The Color of Trust. Doing a, doing a double long this week, because they're kind of slow chapters. Some fun stuff in them, but also some slow stuff in them. Mm-hmm. And, uh... You know, why not? Figured we'd, figured we'd charge ahead. I don't think people are going to complain that we are discussing more this week. And if I don't get to Demise Wells soon, I'm going to shit. You don't even know what that is. I don't, but I want to. I, I need to know. All you know is that people keep talking about it. You shit my pants. All right. You know there's medicine for that. No, there's just packing there's 17 just... pairs of underwear whenever <laughs> you go on vacation. Just do you case. not do that? Of course I do. Yeah, Everyone yeah. does. What am I? What am I? Truly, because the worst thing that could possibly happen to you is that you have no underwear. That's true. That's that's hard. That's I don't think that's the worst thing that can possibly it's happen. The, it's the absolute it worst. It is a thing bad thing. That, that no, can it happen. is the absolute devastation of human existence. Allie, here's what I want to know: Where'd we leave off? We left off. Egwene became Omerlin. Then that happened. Yes, she was raised on a tiny invisible platform. Yes, she gave a speech. She did. They weren't happy about the They were not. Matt came. He made an ass of himself. Yes. The end. I don't know how the fuck you could possibly be (gasps) forgetting this. Oh, 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 Safienda. Safienda, that's right. Safienda. (laughs) Gillian. Safienda. You're doing, what are these crunches you're doing while you're wigging out over this? Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. (gasps) Gus, I... Yes. I'm still thinking about it. Anyway. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It was probably the hottest chapter Robert Jordan could have ever possibly written. And he did it completely bad. I, like, I, I can't get over it. Because everyone's like, he's so bad at writing romance and stuff. And Unless I'm like, no, he's not. He's trying. not. No, he's not. If he doesn't know, that's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, Allie chapter- You think that Harriet sat there and went, are they gay? And then just went, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> You know, Robert Jordan is uh, on record as saying between a third to half, probably more than that, of the Aes Sedai are not heterosexual. I love that for them. It's a shame he hasn't really, you know, shown us that at all. There was a whole panel at JordanCon. It was really fucking good about uh, uh, queerness in the Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, really excellent panel, including such folks as uh, Camille... A.K.A. Rational Nerd. I mean, I felt like it was heavily implied during... It was a great panel. Um, I feel like it was heavily implied during New Spring. It, yeah, he made it more explicit in New Spring. Yeah, and people still read that. People and still like, read it and, and like, they no, were roommates. They were best oh my friends, God. love, best Wait, friends. It's, what is it? It's, uh, and historians will call them best close, close friends, friends, besties, roommates. Colleagues, anything, anything but lovers. lovers. History hates lovers. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. That's it's true. Ma- it hates lovers. Patrick, listen, Achilles. 
wanted to have their ashes mixed together. What bros? You know what? That's a bro bro move. They just, they were thinking about protein powder and they're like, well, you know what? One day we'll be protein powder. Emily and Dickinson. meanwhile, I'll give you some protein paste. <laughs> Emily Dickinson actively in love, professed her love for women in several letters. Oh, she was just kind of a hermit. No. Yeah. No. No. Oh, Gus, before we get started. Yes. I realized. <gasps> yes. Um, we have a shout out to make. We do have make. a shout out to make. Yes. My friend Brian texted us the other day to let us know that um, there is a priest at the church that they attend who is a big fan of our podcast. Hilarious. Wild. Um, <laughs> a reverend. Love, love that energy. Single-handedly healing my religious trauma. Um this is what they said. A Hold reverend, on. I believe. This is what he said. He said... Priest, okay. So I've been interning at a church for the past two years, and the priest at that church loves your podcast. You and Gus might be his favorite celebrities right now. Which is nuts. Hilarious. That's and adorable. Too, and I love too, everything too, about it. Too, too good. Of, you weren't, oh, thank you. That's a strong that's, word. That's a strong word to strong use. Strong word. He is leaving the church where he has served for six years at the end of the month. Could you give him a shout out at the end of an episode? Um, yeah, so I just wanted to say to um, Shane Gormley uh, of St. Peter's Episcopal Church, uh, congratulations on uh, your six years at St. Peter's Episcopal um, and on uh, finishing your PhD. Yeah, crush it. Way to go. Go crush it. Good for you. <laughs> Shane also follows us on Twitter. Does he? Oh yeah, we <gasps> we, we have chatted on Twitter. We I briefly. love that. Yeah. We're, Hi we're, Shane. We're moots. Moots is that what they call it? Mutuals. Moots. Is it moots, moots? or mutes? It's M O O T. Moot. Mutuals. Mutuals. That doesn't feel right. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, Shane, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and we really appreciate yeah. you. And we appreciate Brian. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, Allie. Yes. Chapter 41 mm -hmm. is called a threat. Scary. A threat. This is the chapter logo. What's this? It's a lion. It's the lion. Do you have notes? There, I know there was a period where we were, uh, we were listening and I think your phone died. Yeah. In a minute. In this a minute, is the min stuff. In a minute. In a minute. To fuck me up. That's not how it goes. In a minute. In a minute. In a minute. In a minute. To fuck me up. That is not. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't know the words. Hold on. Man, no, I hate that. Stay yourself. Yes. More prophecy. Fuck yes. Yes. Oh, and Nyla's getting married. Very exciting. The Ayala are not going to be happy if Min is doing it with Rand. This could cause some tension. Why? Okay, because here's my thing. Avienda was doing it with Rand. Then she pieces out for a hot second. Now he's in bed with some other chippy. Yeah. Doesn't look good from the IEO perspective because they have that whole thing about, you know, who you can do it with and when. It's got to, like, the women have to decide you can do it with both of them. And the women have not mutually yeah, decided. They're not married. Doesn't matter. You got to clear it. You got to clear it with everybody. I don't think so. Mm, it's not a good bro move. I I realize that, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, she has been very much like, I'm they not hanging out with They are actively you. and very clearly in this chapter unhappy about men. Yeah, I agree with you, but I don't think it's because of a social faux pas thing. I think it's because they're like... I think they ship Rand and yeah, Avienda they, they, together and they're not happy about this new well, snag. And also the Aiel as a whole want Rand to fall in love with an Aiel woman. 
so that he will prioritize them, I guess. Well, they weren't weren't married, but Avienda had a whole thing about how it would be toe to sleep with him because of Elaine, even though he and Elaine aren't married either. That's because she promised Egwene that she would watch him for Elaine. It's not for any, it's because she, she made a promise to make sure he didn't fuck anybody else. And then she fucked him herself. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Mm, I uh, just feel, because I mm, feel like, mm, 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 mm. considering that Maidens of the Spear get knocked up all the time, I feel like there's somewhat of a more... Yeah, but like a singular dude. We don't know. I feel like there's, I mean, we don't know how Maidens Kiss can end. I'm not, I'm not trying to be titillating. I'm saying like, I feel like the Aiel oh, have a more... Oh, it's too late. The tit's been laden. <laughs> Oh, that's that's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Ew, wait. All right. <sighs> um. All I mean is, I feel like the Aiel probably have a little bit of a more casual attitude towards sex than, say, the two rivers. Okay. Sure. Yeah, definitely. No, it's hard to have a more conservative view of sex than the two rivers. Yeah. It'd be like. That group of people that all got together and all abstained. Like, everyone. Didn't they all die? Well, yeah. Yeah, because Eventually. Didn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> there were no more people. That'll do ya. That's, that's kind of what or happened. not. Yeah. That's why religions are all like, have as many babies as humanly possible. Yeah. Because otherwise a religion dies. Yes. It's a, there's an agenda. There's always an agenda that goes all the way to the top. What? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, I think you came up with this joke. But then you said, I can't say this. Um, <laughs> that happens sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, he's like, Ali, I have this great joke for you. Because you have to I, say it because I can't. I come up with jokes and then I'm like, if I say it, it'll sound like I'm a dirty man. Like, I mean, you some, are. Whatever. You're a dirty bird. But, you know, it, it, you can tell these jokes sometimes when I can't. I'm yeah. exposing myself here on the internet. Not like that. But, you know. Like that. No. <laughs> Uh, this may have. Gus not... has an only pans. No, I don't. <laughs> only pans. Yeah, that's a TikTok uh, cooking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Susie Vidal is her name. She's great. You have an only pans. I just cook and make sex jokes. Yeah, I, I would watch that. I would watch it. Okay, yeah. but um, Brand goes. Let's go in my sitting room, and he went. You mean you're sitting on your face room? <laughs> <laughs> why are we doing this without wine this just occurred to me you want wine yeah we have uh wine we opened last night that i haven't yeah you want to go grab it sure i'll be right back we'll have to cut all this out gus has foolishly fallen into my trap my plot it thickens okay let's see the color of rest i've already read that Okay, a bitter thought. Who's this fuck? I don't know who this is. Now we're just getting... Now Robert Jordan has grown tired of all of the plots that he has created. And so he's going to just make some shit up. Who is it? Oh, Perrin's here. Oh my God, are we getting a plot after two fucking books of just having sex and being happy? Oh my God. Are they going to meet Bashir? He didn't shave Bashir. He's got a beard. Okay. Oh my god. What if I flipped to do my as well? Ghost would be so mad. No. He I wouldn't do that. 
or would I? Did I just flip to demise? Well, no. Did I? You don't know. You uh, absolute villain. I'm a villain. I shaved Bashir. <laughs> Some years off your life, Bashir. Apparently. Haven't you ever heard of the term happy wife, happy life? <laughs> yes. Let me be happy. You will be happier for it. Ooh, that was a nice pour. Mm -hmm. Last time I poured near the thing, it splattered all over it. Maybe it was better that time. A little ASMR for your evening. Cheers. Uh, do you have more notes? In a minute, in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Elaine wrote a she letter. She wrote another fucking letter. <laughs> oh, I want one every god. book. I want one every goddamn book. What was book. the content of this letter? Uh, oh my god. It could, god. could it have been better? No, it couldn't have been. Did this make, was, did this I've make... made my feelings very clear. <laughs> <laughs> the self-awareness. Did this make the uh, slower parts of book six all worth it? Just this one letter? I hope that... Um, hold on, let me look at these book again. I hope Crossroads of Twilight is just one long Elaine letter. Like, just just a compilation of Lane's increasingly erratic letters. I, uh, Don't you think that would be an iconic book? Yeah. I love Elaine's letters so much. I want someone to make a TikTok account of just Elaine writing letters to, to different people. Mostly Rand. That should be a Twitter page. Honestly. Yeah. Dear Rand. Watch, it's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. That was the funniest possible follow-up ever. Mm-hmm. What would be funnier? Like, what would be the next letter? Okay, so I've made my feelings very clear. I'm confused about your feelings. Yeah, I don't know, like you up, I guess. Like, <laughs> you I don't know. up. We start the cycle again. It's yeah. a horny letter again. Horny, you're going to have a horny letter, an and an angry letter, letter, and then an angry letter, and then a then reinforcing I'm obviously letter. very into you. Yeah. But like very couched in vague terms. Oh, uh, the letters. God, Elaine and her letters. Just, you need no, your friend no, to no. take your phone it's, away. I asked my mom for permission to marry you is the next letter. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm I'm sorry. I don't, what? Okay. Or no, it, no it'd be Tam like, sends him a letter going, what the fuck? This girl just asked me if I could marry you. <laughs> per uh, the Two Rivers customs. Or like specifically something passionate but it's not clear if it's angry passionate or like dirty talk passionate like i can't i can't stop thinking about what you said you know it keeps me up all night it just makes me feel so right. flushed and and energetic and i, I can't stand it and it's like are, are, is this a sext or is this is this a sext or are you trying to kill or, me or is this a threat is that what this letter this chapter is called a threat because it's elaine might write another letter mm-hmm I'm going to take you and I'm going to pound you into the earth. Yeah, okay, like, which one is it, it? In a good way or in a bad way? Either way, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Min. Now, do I know what it no. was? No. No. How do you mm. feel about the whole reunion thing here? It was very cute until it wasn't. <laughs> Can you elaborate? He picks her up. He swings her around. Everyone loves that. You know what, men? If you know a woman really, really well and you and know, you know she'd be cool she would with be it, okay with it, the best way to greet a person in your life who is smaller than you, who just wants to be made to feel precious for a sec, 
is to pick her up and swing her around because you're excited to see her, right? But just make sure there's not any like objects or toddlers in the way before you do it. And that you are certain that this person wants you to pick her up and you specifically to pick her up and swing her around. Like personally, I would really appreciate it It, from Gus. Yeah. Don't like pick me up at Jordan Gone, please. Anyway, Uh, (laughs) I would not appreciate that. No. Uh, Women who can channel are going to hurt him more than once. Box theory looking more and more likely. So what you're saying is we need to get box wine for uh, oh, the my remainder God. of these chapters? We're going to play slap the bag. No. I am not <laughs> in a, a fraternity. We're going to play slap the bag. We Slap the bag is when you have a box of box wine and you cut the box open and it's just the, the bag, bag inside. Out. And then you take the bag, you tip it upside down and you slap the bag well, really you, hard as you, you chug it. You put the valve. This is, don't do this. Um... This is a this is a binge drinking thing. <laughs> no, you should don't it's do it. not exactly responsible. And as you know, uh, our position on drinking here at Wheel Takes is always drink responsibly. Uh, yeah, you put the you put the valve of the bag on your mouth and you open it and you start drinking from the bag. And then your frat bro buddies walk up to you and like clap the bag to spray wine into your mouth. It's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Do it. Please don't. Do it. I'm just kidding. I'm your shoulder devil. Yes. I like to think of myself as the Lord of Chaos. Chapter 41, a threat. Riding slowly through Camelin under a baking mid-morning sun, Min really saw little of the city. She barely noticed the people in Sedan. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to... Wait, I'm realizing you and I... As a couple, are the shoulder angel and the shoulder devil. Yeah, kind of. And you're the shoulder angel and I'm the shoulder devil. Yeah, I like it. Very clear. It's very clear which one of us is which. Okay, keep going. Read me a story. <laughs> what are you hitting me for? Read me a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to find the, the passage. <laughs> Uh, so they get to the royal palace. Just so you, just so you all know, it's very light. It's very taps. gentle and entirely consensual. Um, <laughs> uh, looking at the aisles, she's looking at other people. She's she's her coat and breeches were the finest, softest wool that could be found in Saladar in a mm. pale rose with tiny blue and white flowers embroidered on lapels and cuffs and down the outsides of the legs. That sounds really cute. Her shirt was cut like a boy's, too, but in cream silk. In Berlon, after her father died, her aunts had tried to make her into what they called a decent, proper woman. Ugh, overrated. Though maybe her Aunt Myron had understood that after ten years running about the mines in boys' clothes, it might be too late to stuff her into dresses. Here's my thing. I'm so glad that I was born at a time where women are allowed to be quirky. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was born in, like, the 1950s where women had to be graceful and shit, I would merely die. You can be graceful. Um, when? When you want to be. When? You're very graceful in our wedding dance. That's true. I was a princess. Yeah. No, I don't allow that. I don't allow people to call me princess. There's one Except person. one person. What my best friend's dad who is a gruff Italian man. He's an old, cranky Italian man, but he also makes me food. Yeah. And so he's allowed to call me whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Anything you want. Um, 
just you just have to feed me. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> they had tried even so. And she had fought them as stubbornly as she refused to learn to wield a needle. Aside from that unfortunate episode serving tables at the miner's rest, a rough place, but she had not stayed long, Rana, Jen, and Mirren had seen to that emphatically when they learned, when they found out, and no matter that she was twenty then, aside from that one time, she had never worn a dress willingly. Now she was thinking that maybe she should have had one made instead of this coat and breeches. No, be yourself. A dress in silk, cut snug at the bodice, and low, and he'll have to take me as I am, yeah. she thought. Preach. Twitching the reins irritably, I'm not changing for any man. <laughs> Only her clothes yes. would have been as plain as any farmer's not that long ago. Her hair had not been in ringlets almost to her shoulders, and a small voice whispered, You'll be whatever you think he wants you to be. She kicked it down as hard as she'd ever kicked any stableman who tried to cut rough and healed Wild what? Rose. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Cut rough? It either means get handsy or like... It's definitely get handsy. Get handsy? Yeah. yeah, that's girl for get handsy. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm. And healed Wild Rose only a little more gently. She hated the very idea of women being weak when it came to men. There was just one problem. She was fairly certain she was going to find out just what it was like very soon now. What, what, what was like? Being weak in front of a man. What the fuck? Uh, I'm not sure why after igloo sex empowerment thing and you know Fael and Perrin having their whole th I don't know where did why, Robert Jordan just like get a bunch of like misogynistic bullshit letters in the mail and just wanted to like cut back on that a little it's bit it's weird because it does feel kind of like what year did this come out 93 what was going on in the news at the time? 94. I, don't, I was very young. Something was going on. But I was alive. Why did he? Why did he? Why did he? I don't know. Hold on. News stories 1993. Top news stories. 94. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Was that when Satanic Panic was happening? I think that was the 80s, wasn't it? Um, I'm just wondering if it's like something... Oh, Nancy Kerrigan got attacked. The Olympic figure skater. The mm. Itania stuff. Oh. Clinton accused of sexual harassment. I was going to say, yes. Yeah, some of that. O.J. Simpson arrested and killing of his wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and friend Ronald Goldman. It is It is uh, more explicit now that he's doing this. He's. He seems to be leaning into this idea that women want to be weaker than men. Yeah, I'm I'm curious as to what was going on culturally. Um not universally, by the way. I'm just saying that he's some of the relationships in the forefront of the books appear to be getting a little more of this. Friends debuted on NBC. That's it. Friends fucked it all up. Friends fucked friends it up. Friends fucked it all up. It's man. friends. Friends did it. Boo. All I'm right. just kidding. I mean, that did start a lot of conversations about gender. Hmm. How the 90s Hurt Gender Equality Progress. Oh, Time article. Cool. We'll have to read that later. So she che she checks in with the Aiel. She checks in with Anila. Anila walks her into the palace and makes her wait outside. She gets to the pallet, the, the throne room and Anila goes, wait here. Min took one step after her and a spear was casually held in her path by the flaxen-haired woman. Or perhaps not casually, but Min did not care. She could see Rand. 
He sat on a great gilded throne that seemed made entirely of dragons, in a red coat worked heavily with gold, holding some sort of green and white tasseled spearhead of all things. Another throne stood on a tall pedestal behind him, gilded also, but with a lion picked out in white gemstones against red, blah 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 blah. He looked tired. He was so beautiful her heart ached. Images danced around him continuously. Oh, and we got a couple of viewings. Do, you, do we? Do you want to? Anila had a wreath over her head. What's that? Oh yeah, she's yeah, gonna have a bridal wreath. wreath. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Sorry, I was just taking a look at this article really fast. Yeah. Um. So women were achieving a lot in terms of like the workforce and everything. The median age for women getting married. Um, for more than a century, it had been 20 to 22. Mm. It jumped in the 90s to 24 and has only climbed since then. Oh, interesting. Um, and for the first time ever, uh, men and women were tied in terms of the amount of people seeking higher level education. Oh, cool. And um, women started reporting earning half or more of their household income, becoming the new providers. But... By the end of the decade, however, the promise of equality for women has revealed to be something between a false hope and a cruel hoax. Parody, it turned out, was paradox. The more women assumed power, the more power was taken from them. <laughs> for that's for fucking sure. Yeah. Through a noxious popular culture that celebrated outright hostility toward women and commercialized their sexuality and insecurity. Feminist movements were co-opted. Soon women would author their own sexual objectification. Well, let's blame, blame women for that. Anyway. <laughs> I have to read the rest of that. That's interesting. Uh, I call what was done to women in the 90s bitchification. Ooh. It coincided with a radical new media landscape. The emergence of the 24-hour news cycle, providing real-time, unremitting coverage of live and current events, swiftly infiltrated households and shaped the American consciousness during and after the Persian Gulf War. Kind of interesting. Hmm. lot to go into about the 90s. Yeah. Oh, no. This is super interesting. Anyway. Maybe we'll post the, a link to this article. But yeah, it as women gained power or simply showed up in public, society pushed back by, by reducing them to gruesome sexual fantasies and misogynistic stereotypes. Hmm. Nothing was off limits. That makes sense, unfortunately. The trailblazing women of the 90s were excoriated by a deeply sexist society. That's why we remember them as bitches, not victims of sexism. That's That's a real thing, yeah. That's a real thing. Hmm. Fascinating. I have to read but more. But that about was that. what was going on at the time. Perhaps Robert Jordan was consuming media. We're not. We're not saying was a sexist piece of shit. Is implicit no, bias and whatever. No, but I always ask the question when I'm reading something. Yeah. What? what when was did this come out? This? What was informing? Because we always um, in entertainment are echoing. In some way, yeah. what's going on at the time that we're writing. Media exists in the world that it is produced and consumed in. Mm -hmm. And that sounds obvious, but it's easy to forget that. Yeah, I mean, when people are, are crit critiquing the books, and I think totally rightly, but I, I, to a certain extent, go, okay, yeah, I mean, queer people existed in this world, and he talks about it. Why didn't he pursue it harder? Probably because in the 90s, fantasy was largely catering towards cishet white men. Mostly, yeah. There, there, were, there are exceptions. There are, of course, exceptions. But if you are a male cishet white fantasy writer, you were probably catering toward people like yourself. Yeah. So there was like, and there were just certain things you could and couldn't do at the time that 
you can do now in I terms feel, of fiction. I feel like popular perception of the fantasy genre is still like, oh, it's a sausage fest for white guys. You know, mm-hmm. it's I think we're we're moving past that slowly. Yeah. You know, we're, we're getting a lot of uh, fantasy romance books that are that are kind of growing up and we're, we're getting uh, voices like Jemison and. Oh, yeah. You know, and I know Le Guin has been around forever and I know there are plenty of examples of non sausage party white guy fantasy from earlier. But I feel like now we're in a point where the the genre, a lot of non white men, non cishet white men who read Mm-hmm. All that fantasy. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to take this and expand on it and run with it and do something else with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that the first gay on-screen kiss took place three years before this was published. Which, uh, is that Deep Space Nine or is that Buffy? Uh, L.A. Law. L.A. Law. 1991. Okay. C.J. Lamb kissed straight lawyer Abby Perkins. Huh. Because I know Deep Space Nine has a same-sex kiss. And what Buffy year was had that? One too. I Buffy too. had one too. That was Willow and um, Tara. I don't remember when it was. I think it was Deep Space Nine season four. And Roseanne had a woman on woman kiss. Okay. Yeah, there's an episode of Deep Space Nine where there's a character who is a symbiote. And that was in 1984. And the, 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 she is the host body for this symbiote. And the previous host body for the symbiote was a mm. was male, mm. and that person had had a relationship with a woman, and then when the host died, they transferred the symbiote into her, and then she ran into the woman like twenty years later, mm-hmm. and even though she was her own person, she is her own person, but she still has kind of like a partial personality with the symbiote, so she she remembered being in love with the woman, and they kiss. It's a yeah. it's a beautiful episode. As I recall, I'm watching the one. Huh. The Buffy kiss wasn't in two t- until 2001. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was earlier. And then one of the, because it was like same sex kisses that rocked TV. And then like one right after that in 2003 was when Britney Spears, Madonna and Christina Aguilera all cr- kissed at the VMAs. Do you mm. remember this? No. I remember that happening. That was huge at the time, but in a really gross way where people were like, Ew, they're just doing that for attention. 1995, this one was. I was right, it is season four. 1995, so, oh, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't the first. Deep Space Nine, season four, episode five, rejoined. LA Law was the first. Yeah. That I could find. You need to get to Deep Space Nine. I, I realize we've gone so far afield, but that's, some of you, most of you, that, yes, we're, we do that. So important thing. Yes. My phone just died. You need a charger? Yeah. Do you need me to go get it? I I would love that. Foolish Gus has left to get my phone charger and once again left the book behind. Let's see what happens. Okay, so looks like Parent of Fayil show up. Okay, what happens after that? Oh, Parent chapter. Parent, we haven't been in your POV in a minute. Oh, looks like there's a little... Son-in-law, father-in-law chat. What could they have to talk about? Birds and bees, I bet. What would the wolf version of birds and bees be? Um. What are you doing? Nothing. You did twice? No. What would the wolf version of birds and bees be? 
The wolf version? Yeah. Berries and twigs? I don't know. Berries and twigs? That's just penis, Gus. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So Mincy's Rand and is quite excited. She tried viewing the nobles facing him. Surely that was what they were. But there was nothing to see. That was true of most people most of the time. When she sees Rand, it's still just uh, lights trying to fill the blackness. Remember that from book mm-hmm. one? The, the dark of the swallowing the shit light and the light swallowing the dark. Yeah. Rand was on his feet and Anila was waving, motioning her to enter. Rand was smiling. Anila's gonna get married. Min thought her heart might burst out of her chest. So this is what it felt like for all those women she had laughed at, throwing themselves at a man's feet? No. She was not a giddy girl. She was older than he. She's a giddy woman. She had had her first kiss while he still thought getting out of tending sheep was the most fun in the world. She, like, please don't let my knees give way. Oh my god. Ah, Get yourself together. You are Elastigirl. Get yourself together. That is how I felt every time I saw you before we got together, so. Aww. You know. (laughs) Turn off the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tossing the dragon scepter down carelessly where he'd been sitting, Rand bounded from the dais in one leap and rushed down the grand hall. As okay, soon as, how adorable would it be for a guy to toss a scepter to the side for you? As <laughs> soon as he reached Min, he caught her under the arms and swung her into the air and around and around before Dylan and the others were gone. Some of the nobles stared and were welcome to for all of him. Light, men, but it's good to see your face, he laughed. Aww. When he put her feet back on the floor, she sagged against his chest, clutching his arms and breathing hard. I'm sorry, he said. I didn't mean to make you dizzy. It's just that I really am glad to see you. Oh, she's not dizzy. Well, she is dizzy because you're dizzying. Well, you did you make me I mean? dizzy, you wool-headed sheep herder, she mumbled against his chest. This is kind of cute, right? Oh, it's... It's really cute. It's fucking cute. Until it gets kind of weird. Well, okay, after this chapter, everything gets fucking weird. <laughs> I had a very long ride. I arrived in the middle of the night. <laughs> Don't tell that. Or might as well. <laughs> and you toss it. me around like a sack of oats? We could have a longer ride where you could toss me around like a sack of oats anytime. Am I right? Am I right? Did you never learn any manners? And he's like, I'll teach you some manners, am I right? And he goes, come on, man, we can have some cool punch in my sitting room. Samara. Cool tongue punch? (laughs) 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 I thought thought you drew the line. I draw the line of female pleasure. (laughs) Not this is a you know what no last chapter broke yeah. me this is a this is a behind the scenes joke uh from that I guess is no longer behind the scenes from ages ago Allie would make uh <laughs> she would make jokes about women enjoying themselves sexually in the books and then she would insist that I cut them yeah it's true she would insist it's that true. I cut and Gus them go, why is it always go, women like, enjoying I, themselves we can make all cut. these fucking jokes about he who comes with the dawn and Blah, blah, blah. But like, you make I one I draw the line at female pleasure. I draw the line at female pleasure. And that's pleasure. too much? <laughs> well, it felt more verboten somehow. Nah. That's We've just society. Exam- we gotta examine that's that. society. There's a lot to unpack. We don't have time to unpack all of that. 
That was a very Varen voice. I, I was asking you to pour me some wine. He just took it and like swung it back for some wine. Well, this is a different wine. It's true. It's true. The drop this is that a was Chardonnay. in there. The drop that was left in there would have just ruined. It's a, it's a yummy Chardonnay. The Donnelly Chardonnay. The other Chardonnay. one was, a, was, a, was a not Chardonnay. The other one was a... What is this? The this integrity of the wine would have been ruined. Grenache Blanc Arnais blend. It's pretty mm, good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shout so, out to Section Wines. Section Wines, very this podcast tasty. Is brought to you by Section it's Wines. Not, but they're great. Section Wines, get fucked up classily. <laughs> um. So Samara is like, you're gonna go and do what with whom, where? Hmm. Both looked a bit sullen, Samara and Anila, which he did not understand. He'd allowed Samara to gather so many inside the palace in the first place, only because Dialin and the others were coming. Bashir was out at his horseman's camp north of the city for the same reason. So they go to the rooms. They sit down. He's like, let's catch up. What's going on? What's new? What's happening? I'll give you the best rooms in the palace. Well, the second best. These are the best. And an Aiel escort to take you wherever you want. Uh... They might not be her biggest fans. Maybe we don't do that. Any bully boy or strong arm will doff his cap and duck his head if he doesn't run right up the side of a building to get away. And she goes like, fun story. I can't actually tell you where I came from. Um, but Elaine's there. Uh, and he goes, oh, Saladar. <laughs> I know a few things, men. Maybe more than some think I do. She goes, huh. Uh, here's a letter from Elaine. <laughs> Read it. <laughs> he hesitated before opening it. <laughs> Clean breaks were best, and he had made one. But with the letter in his hand, he could not stop himself. He read, then sat down atop his coat and read again. It was certainly short. Rand, I have made my feelings clear to you. <laughs> know that they have not changed I hope that you feel for me what I feel for you. Huh? Min can help you if you will only listen to her. I love her like a sister, and I hope you love her as I do. Elaine. Translate that for us. Okay, from Elaine's perspective? From both. Okay, here's what Elaine, Elaine said. All right. All right, I've made my feelings clear to you. I love you, is what she's saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Know that they have not changed. I still love you. All right. Even though we made out for three days. I hope that you feel for me what I feel for you. I think if, if you're coming at it from her perspective, pretty clear. Mm -hmm. Min can help you if you will only listen to her. She can literally see the future. Mm -hmm. So you might want to listen to her. I love her like a sister and I hope you love her too. I'm cool if you do it with her as long as you do it with me as well. And that's not what she wrote. Read it again. What do you mean? I love her like a sister. And I hope you love her as I do. <gasps> Have they fucked? No. <laughs> I mean, I think what that means is, I know it's going to happen, but like, can it not? Could it? What if it didn't? No. I hope you love her as a sister. Oh, come on, Elaine. That, that's the feeling. That's what it Elaine, is. Elaine, you agreed to share him. Stop being underhanded. Yeah. And now from Rand's perspective. Rand, I have made my feelings for you. What the fuck are they? I don't <laughs> fucking know. 
Know that they have not changed. From what? I don't fucking know how you feel about me. You, like, talked about my dick, and then you told me I you hoped I died. Okay, I hope... <laughs> I hope that you feel for me what I feel for you. I couldn't possibly know what that combination of feelings could possibly be. Men can help you if you will only listen to her. I mean, thank you so much. I pro I will do my best to do that. I love her like a sister. Cool. Glad you're friends. And I hope you love her as I do. Yeah, she's my friend Min. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Her ink must have been running out because the last lines were a hurried scrawl, quite unlike the elegance of the rest. And he goes, do all, do women all try? As she, she thought about not saying it and then she did it before yeah. she could change her mind. Do women all try to drive a man crazy? Elaine is so beautiful, I can't help staring, but half the time I don't know whether she wants me to kiss her or kneel at her feet. Truth to tell, sometimes yes. I did want to wow. kneel. Oh? And uh, uh, worship, uh, the light helped me. She says here, I know how she feels. Two letters she's written me before this, one full of love, the other saying she never wanted the sight of me again. The times I've sat wishing the first one was true puberty. and the other some sort of joke or mistake or an avienda. She's beautiful too, but every day with her it was a battle. No kisses from her, not anymore. No doubts how she feels. Um, Are there not? Um... Okay, here's the deal. They all dig your ginger ween. <laughs> she was even happier to get away from me than I was to see her go, only I keep expecting to see her when I turn around, and when she isn't there, it's as if something inside me is missing. I actually miss the battle, and there are moments where I find myself thinking there are things worth fighting for. <gasps> uh. Something in Min's silence made him look up. She was staring at him with a face as blank as an eye sedai. Did nobody ever tell you it isn't polite to talk to one woman about another? Her voice was absolutely flat. Who is he talking to her about? Avienda and Elaine. Oh. Much less two other women. Okay. And then he Rand says... He doesn't know you dig him like... Okay, here's... Rand the says the stupidest possible thing he could say in this situation. Okay. Yeah. It... You know, just never tell a woman you don't see her as a woman. Never do it. No. It it it's not a compliment. No. Like it's not that. <sighs> women and men can be friends. Yeah, that the totally. Issue, the no issue, one's yeah. questioning that. I have a lot of male friends. Yeah, we get along famously. It's all good. We we're it's dope. Um. The issue I but have, you would never tell your male friends, I don't see you as a man. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, the issue I have with like, it is... Because, like, you're like, well, well, that's hurtful. Because what am I, a Barbie doll? The implication that Rand is making is that men can only be friends with guys. Yeah. He's saying, well, you're not... Yeah, I don't see you like a woman. I see you as men. You know? He's like, I'm gender blind. It's like, no, just... You're a woman who I'm friends with. Yeah, and that is allowed. There are examples, believe it or not, plenty... As we go along in this book series of guys just being friends with women I in a non-sexual that. way. I love when men are friends with women and it's not There's at least one that is very good that I can point to. I love that. Yeah, I love when men and women there. are friends. It's a beautiful thing. And so many people, so many people try to tell me that that can't happen. It's dumb. And then My he just goes, best friend since I was five is a man. Yeah. He just goes, man, you're a friend. I don't think of you as a woman. It was the wrong thing to say. 
No. <laughs> what was your first clue? <laughs> oh. Tossing back her coat, she placed her hands on her hips. Her wrists were twisted so her fingers pointed up, and somehow that made it very different. She stood with one knee bent, and that, for the first time, he really saw her. Not just Min, but the way she looked. Not the usual plain brown coat and breeches, but pale red and embroidered. Not the usual rough-cut hair, I hate this, that barely covered her ears, but ringlets brushing her neck. Do I look like a boy? I... I kind of hate this. <laughs> um, um, I just, like... Just because a gal sports some yoga pants does not suddenly make her a dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also, like... It, Mm, how do I talk about that? Yeah, it's I tough. I'm, 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 I'm trying to formulate just, as well. There's just, it's like, well, now that she's pretty, I can be interested. Now that she's not androgynous anymore, I can find her attractive. It's very... And it's like, you know what? Uh, androgynous woman. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Yeah. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> androgynous women. I just... Women... Women. Women. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but... And men are fine, too. But... Thank you. <laughs> I love you. I know, I know. Um, but... Um, I just... I don't like that she has altered things about her appearance. To make Rand... Okay, yeah. you know what? The 90s were peak for, this, for yes. this thing. Yes. Where it was like, okay, she took her ponytail down, and she took her glasses off, and now suddenly she's hot. Yeah. And it feels like that's happening to a smaller extent with this. Well, it is the same thing. Doesn't it feel it, like it's that's the same happening? thing? It is exactly He's like, oh, the same thing. Oh, she. And here's the thing. But the yeah. difference, the difference, the, di the difference between. Like, somebody said this really well the other day where. Um, what's the movie? My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, I thought you were going to go there. Was the only movie, was one of the only movies that took the makeover trope and flipped it. Mm -hmm. Because it was about um, Tula's internal transformation and yes. her finding her own sense of style and her own, uh, like, her own way of presenting herself to the world. So, like, when her glasses came off, it wasn't about the fact that her she wasn't wearing glasses that made her attractive. Was it, it was the fact that she was, her spark. she was taking off the thing that she was hiding behind. Yes. Like, she was conforming to what other people saw her as being. I was just thinking about my took big herself, wedding. Yeah. She it's a really, a really good great movie. Great fucking movie. Whereas with so many other movies that came out during this time period, it was like, let me take this fuddy-duddy woman... And turn her into a, a pleasing figure for men. Yeah. Um, and usually a man did the transformation for her. Yeah. Right? Like think um, like in Devil Wears Prada, Stanley Tucci's character yeah. changed her. Yeah. Right? To fit what male what males wanted what, to see. What fashion wanted to see. Yeah. Or uh, Miss Congeniality, it was also a man. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those movies... It was like men changing women for other men. Another movie that I think does this fairly well, but in oh, a different Princess way. Oh, Princess Diaries. Another one. Another one. Paolo is exhausted. Does this well, but in a different way is Legally Blonde. In terms of? In terms of transformation that is ostensibly to become more internal. desirable, but it's internal and it has the, op not the opposite effect, but like that no longer is the point. But I would the argue that Elle, Elle was going from a, 
person that people would find attractive to a person, someone quote unquote serious. Do you know what I mean? Okay, that's a good point. Um, so I think for me, that's the reverse of the expectation. But she went into it with the intention of, I need to do this so this guy will yeah. like me. So the intention. The typ- yeah, but the typical trope would be like, they take Vivian and they make her hot. Vivian from. The Vivian is hot. For for the folks who haven't seen this movie. Uh, Vivian is the um, like third party lady. In what movie? In Legally Blonde. Okay. She's the other woman in Legally Blonde. So she's a party girl who no, is... No, Vivian. I don't... You said third Elle party the, woman. No, the third party. Like the like somebody who is outside of she's this She's a relation. lawyer girl. She's a lawyer. She's studying law at Harvard. She's studying law at Harvard. And she is kind of frumpy and uptight. And the... We're lady. not saying the act. We're saying they're portrayed as. Yeah, they're portrayed as frumpy and uptight. No, it's... um. Who's the actress? Oh, she's so great. Um, fuck, that's gonna bug me. Yeah, but I I've seen her a million things, and I love her. Selma Blair. Yeah, amazing actress, incredible. Battling a horrendous battle with MS right now. Oh, yeah, like horrendous. Um, my uncle also has MS, yeah. so I like yeah. feel that really hard. Um, but um, it would be like taking Selma Blair in that movie and going, okay, now we're gonna make you hot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. But I, I, what I appreciate about, uh, appreciate about My Big Factory Wedding and Legally Blonde is, yes, like you said, the women undergoing those transformations, it's largely internal. And because those women are finding confidence in who they are. Yeah. As um, opposed to... And they are the ones instigating that transformation as opposed to being forced into it by an external figure. Yeah. And in this case, Min is changing the way she dresses because she thinks Rand will like it more. And, and I just don't like that. And what is depressing, not the, what's disappointing, kind of, is that the net effect is Rand likes it more. Yeah. It works. It's disappointing. Because here's the thing. My view always is if he doesn't like you for who you are right now, he's not for you. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's a weird man version of I can fix them. Yeah, kind of. Right? Yeah. Like, like I always say about men to women, I'm like, you can't fix them. Whatever you think you can fix about them, like, you will grow and change together. And like, you should be open to the like, this is this is true of any two people in a relationship in a romantic relationship. I, I was talking to a close female relative of mine recently. They're in a serious relationship for the first time. And we were kind of talking about, like, there are a lot of ways in which you learn each other's communication styles. You learn how to be supportive as a partner mm-hmm. to that person in the way that they need, right? You grow together in learning one another, right? Yeah. Um, and that's completely fine. That's not the same as wanting to fix somebody. Right. Right? Wanting to fix somebody is like, look at this broken like a mean person, let me turn them into like the perfect boyfriend. Well, or it's, you, that's just not going to happen. It's going into a into a relationship saying this will work once blank, and then right. you're you're banking on thing X to well, it's change. Like, it's like you take normal healthy relationship behavior and you make it extreme. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like normal relationship healthy behavior is like yeah, you're going to adapt a little bit. Yeah. To what the person needs you to be. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, their communication style is slightly different from mine because everyone's communication style is different. So I'm going to know this about them and I'm going to adapt to what they need in the moment. But I'm not going to change myself fundamentally for that person. Yeah. 
right? Same thing as like, oh, like we certainly have, like I could take interest in your hobbies and interests. Case in point. And that's called being a good partner. Case in point, this. Case in point, this This. absolute podcast. Um, But there's a quid pro quo there where you have also gotten really interested in my interests. Like I haven't fundamentally changed myself for you. That's not a quid pro quo though. Cause a quid quid pro quo is I do it because you do it. Oh, right. 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 This, that's just a, you like stuff and I see it makes you happy. And then I go, I would like to learn more about this thing thing that that makes you happy. happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like without dis- like Bridgerton, I would not have watched Bridgerton without you. And now I really, really like it. It's because you know what? You know? Uh, if we all need something where it's like, oh, I know they're going to end up together, but I just I kind of need to like turn off my brain and see how it happens. Yeah. Like I just, I just, I really enjoy Bridgerton. I do because it's it's my comfort show right now. So it's a really well written. Nice. I mean, it's, it's just it's well nice. written. As, it's just as, a uh, nice show. I think it was. Someone said that, I don't know if it was Brie or if I just saw Brie retweeted this or something. Uh, Brie, again, is a, is a frequent contributor to the podcast. Uh, half of the author duo, Kit Rosha, I believe their new book uh, just came out. It's the third in a series. Ooh. It's called Deal with the Devil. Ooh. Yes. Everyone buy it. Of the, uh, it's Do the it. third this in a series. This podcast is brought to you by Kit Rosha. It's, well, I think, <laughs> like, not really, but kind of. Kit Rosha. They'll kit your Russia. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Some of their books are extremely porny. Some of them are not. And both are, and both sets are amazing. Yes. Okay, but 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 anyway, Brie. Uh, I don't know. I may not have been Brie at all that put this in my online viewing point. But somebody was like, "How the fuck is romance interesting? Like, you know, they're going to end up together. So, what's the conflict? But it's all the and obstacles. Then, no, 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 no. And then every romance author went, "That's the point. That's why it's ha- that's why romance is underappreciated and hard to write. Because if you know they're going to get together, you need to make it hard to predict that or make it make the audience question. You that. need to make us doubt that they're going to get yeah. together, unless it's the just straight obstacles. porn. That's fine too." Yeah, I just okay. And here's my other soapbox, really fast before yeah. we keep going. We're we're it's wine night for us. We're recording this one for, early as as a as a woman as a woman. It's it, it's very socially acceptable for women to get involved in men's interests. It's like called being the cool girlfriend. Yeah, right. Or but not it's like not other guys. acceptable or not like other girls or being, yeah yeah sorry yeah, yeah whatever whatever. But though though then if you get involved in what men traditionally like then you're like a pick me girl right or you're or people are like oh you like video games name every single pixel name every color video and... game <laughs> you're name like every, um, name every playable character in mario 2 like, women aren't allowed to like things and it makes me fucking yeah. crazy and then or if you're a woman who chooses to be quote-unquote basic right and you're like oh i like bridgerton yeah or i like the bachelor or the sims or i like this i love the sims yeah fucking i fuck with the sims i Mm -hmm. love the sims it's the best i love it fuck yeah though i'm not very happy that they're coming out with sims 5 right now i'm just not very happy i mean ea is running a business scheme where they can feel like they just want my money and i farm you for more money i don't want to give it to them anymore no i'm not i'm not i'm taking a firm stance i'm like sims 4 is where i'm stopping until i see all the all the content that i want from you i mean i own four different versions of civilization no, I know. 
But I just, I, I feel like I have to take a stand. I feel like I have to take a stand. Like all of us on Reddit and the Sims community are like, we have to take a stand. <laughs> We're all trying. We're all trying to take a stand. We're like, give us toddlers in the, in the first release. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's very silly. You're fine. <laughs> I'm very passionate we, about this issue. We will issue. get back to Wheel of Time I'm very time passionate eventually. about this issue. This but is related. Here's my thing. Women aren't allowed to like things. This is all related to men. This is all related. It's to all men. related to men. Yeah. It's all in my mind, in my ADHD cerebellum. It, it is. All it is all related. Related to men. To men. Be, well, here, be, you you finish, and then I'll say. Because I think because I have seen a lot of women allude to them having a problem with men. That's what I was gonna say. I've seen a lot of, and I and I am like, there's a lot to unpack as to why I think women have a problem with men. Grinwell cup polls with men in them get fucking angry. Yeah. That we like. The reason why we put a clause in this year's Grinwell Cup that was like, be nice. be nice and be chill is because people got in fights over men, mm-hmm. specifically. And I get, but I get it. I get it. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it. Because you look at her and you're like, oh, cool. Pants wearing girl. Pants yes. wearing knife girl. I'm down. I'm here. Let's go. And she can see the future. Fuck yeah. I'm here. Let's go. And then... She starts to change herself for a man, and then that's applauded. And she starts to, th- she starts to really. Well, what what does she from the chapters? You these few chapters. What she do when she gets there? She just sits in his lap, or sits by his bath, or all the like, fucking time. Yeah. And it's just it's with and in a way where you're like, is he into this, or are you just doing this? So, you know, and then back to my point about women not being able to like things. If you are a woman who likes traditionally girly things and you're viewed as vapid. Yeah. And your likes are dismissed. And I find myself doing it even when I'm talking about the fact that I like Bridgerton. I'm like, it's silly and it's fun. You did, and yeah, it's like, you why, did that like five minutes ago. Why do I ago? feel the need to do that? It's good. Why do I feel the need to do that? Like, I don't. It's compelling. It's because interesting. from the time I was small, I was taught to apologize for anything that made me excited. Yeah. And in a way where I'm like, I don't know, did that ever happen to you? Maybe yeah, somewhat well, as yes, a fantasy be, fan. Mm, yeah, maybe. Because, because I also liked traditionally girly stuff. Because I really? played with I played with Barbies when I was a little kid. That's true. And and my parents never had a they never made me apologize for that or never acted like it was anything atypical I love them at all. For that. Um I love that they did that. But I wouldn't tell my friends about it. I would. Okay, but, but Barbies were the best. They were. They were great. They were the best. And like, I remember I when I was it, when I was teaching, I would see it from a really young age. Like kids starting to shame each other for the things yeah. they liked. Well, I remember when like, I was. It like, would happen at like seven, yeah. six, well, I, five. I was like eight, and I I wanted. I think it was called like a walk and talk in Barbie or something. Oh, cool! Whatever right? it is, it had a like. battery in it, and it made noise, and it moved. And we went to Toys R Us, and my parents you know because my parents wanted to teach me to be social they had me go and ask a clerk to find the toy and i just did it cute right and in hindsight i'm like the clerk was probably like this is like an eight-year-old boy asking me for a barbie doll and they're they were either confused about it or they were like good for you kid one or the other Mm -hmm. but i just i don't know i remember being shy to do it and then i did it and it worked out fine so it's like don't apologize for liking stuff. Yeah. I know. It's something I'm working on still. Is like, I remember... Well, I just... I remember when I was in high school having this boyfriend. But I said that I liked... 
I in front of his friends, I said that I liked um, classic rock, mm-hmm. which I do. It's good. And then he looked at me and said, "Name five musicians." Oh I remember my this. god! In front of he, like he did the all thing? of his friends, in front of all of his friends. And I panicked because you yeah, know you know how I am when I'm in social situations. Well, also that's where a, there's a lot of pressure. Cockheaded thing to do, it's and you're a very gonna. Cock-headed there's a thing whole game themed around this called Anomia, well, where yeah. you don't remember things where, when you're so prompted. So of course to. I couldn't think of any because I was like panicked. Yeah, because I wanted to look cool in front of his friends because I had not met them before, and they all laughed at me. Yeah, and I still remember that to this day. Super rude, and like. I also remember the same boyfriend turned to me at one point and was like, you're not very interesting. You don't come up with good date ideas. That's dumb as hell. And I still, like, I still... What a fucking ass. I still think about it. What an asshole. I still... I was 15 years old. I still... And I'm like, where are we going to go? My mom has to drive us everywhere. (laughs) Like, in my head now, I'm, like, righteously indignant. But at the time, that was fucking devastating to hear. Yeah, of course it was. And so I feel so much pressure still as a 29-year-old. To be interesting and do interesting things with you, my mm-hmm. husband, because I'm like, oh, I'm not interesting. I don't come up with fun date ideas. And meanwhile, Isn't I'm that like, so fucked up. It's yeah. And meanwhile, I'm just like, or we could not go anywhere. And meanwhile, you would rather we stay inside we could all the time. Sit on the couch, <laughs> read books, and then go to sleep at but nine. But I feel so much pressure to be interesting because yeah. of this this fucking guy. And so, like, yeah, I just. Anyway, so when I think about men, I think that when people think about men, when other women think about men, and I completely understand why this is now that I'm reading these chapters, I think we have a lot to unpack in our own lives surrounding like men making us feel like we have to be what they want us to be. Mm-hmm. And then we get what we want. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of feelings there, I think, from like the time we're. 12 to however old we are now where the anger at men might feel disproportionate to some but i get it because i'm like i too was told i'm uninteresting Mm -hmm. i too was forced in front of a bunch of laughing boys to try to come up with five classic rock bands and how vulnerable and embarrassing that can feel and like i too have felt like i've had to change myself for men and like also resented women for doing the same thing. Because I'm like, you're making it harder for the rest of us. I, I remember get it. I remember before we were dating. Well, and especially I'm so sorry. Yeah, last go, go, thought, you're fine. Especially when it's a character written by a man and you can't help but be aware of that. You're yep, like, yep, 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 yep. Oh, no, that's fuck super you true. times a that's thousand then. That's super true. Cause you were the you were the yoga pants queen that was promised, and then that gets thrown in my fucking face. I, honestly, she was like the cargo jeans queen that was promised, you know? Because I feel like yoga pants are weirdly sexualized. But her pants are weirdly sexualized. They are, but she's Because everyone's care like, oh, you that. can see her butt, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's true. I, what I mean to say is she wore what she wanted to wear, irrespective of. Well, you, both. I guess you're sure, right. Sure, cargo jeans. You know, but I'm saying, right? you know I'm saying I mean? she, she wore whatever she wanted. She's the sweatpants right? queen that was promised. Yeah, yeah, kind of. She's wearing us sweatpants for the girls, and we're like, yes, queen, in this pandemic time, yeah. haven't we all become sweatpants girl? Not to say she couldn't unapologetically be like, yeah, I'm wearing shit that makes me look fucking awesome. Who cares? Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, like, if sweatpants queen wants to throw on a dress every now and then, it's great. But, like, she's not doing it for her. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Is It's like, if she were doing it for her, yes, queen, do it. 
Yes, queen, do it. Do whatever you want if it's for you. But if it's for another fucking person, I'm just like, now you've just gotten in this point where I'm like, now I feel like I'm getting the middle finger from society. Yeah. And by the way, because this is- I'm not perfect as a woman all the time, because I've got to be I've got like a gone girl describes it the best, I think, mm-hmm. like the, the female rage that we all have, maybe like, but maybe not all. I can't speak for all women. <laughs> but I certainly have like lingering under the surface at all times is that like I, while my body every couple weeks tries to tear me limb from limb, also have to be like the perfect size, mm-hmm. the perfect height, the perfect volume, the perfect like I need to be the cool girl, but I also need to be the pretty girl, but I also need to be the this and the that and the that and the like amount of expectations that are leveled at women all the fucking time. And then you see this fucking woman and you're like, oh, yeah, you're doing it outside of your expectations. It's so fucking rad. Like do your thing because I've realized and I think a lot of women have realized that like we cannot possibly meet all of these societal expectations and fucking society hates us for it. Hates us. Yeah. Yeah. Hates us for not being perfect. And we have been taught to hate ourselves for not being perfect. And then you're like, fuck that. You reach a point where you're like, I, now I'm just mad about it and I can't do it. I recently made the decision to stop weighing myself. It was a really good decision Mm -hmm. for me. Right. Because I would just, I would lose it over a stupid fucking number. And I'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to do on my deathbed. I'm not going to be like, oh, I wish I was a hundred and blank pounds. Like, no one's, no one's going to give a shit except for me. But fuck this. Anyway, so then, then you see this woman that you're like, ah, oh, yes. Thank you for like living you and being you, whatever that is, whatever messy version of that is. And then you're like, and then you watch her do the thing. That all uh, the trap that all of us have at some point, uh, maybe not all of us, maybe some of you are much better than me, but I, I have <laughs> fallen into in my life where I'm like, yeah, let me let me contort myself into an uncomfortable shape for somebody else, only for them to tell me again that's not enough. Mm-hmm. I can understand why some women resent her, yeah, and her character. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Do I think we should take it out on men? Mm, no. Now, because she's at the age that I think maybe a lot of us were when we can change ourselves for men. I think men men is 25, 26. Oh. Mm. That's why she's like, I was kissing people when he was like, ooh, maybe I'll sneak off the farm. Mm. She's She's a good bit older than Rand. (laughs) Okay. Here's my thing. I get the rage. I get it. I don't... I like to think men would be different now that we've had so much awareness about this shit. And granted, there's still this this kind of crap happening all the time. And I deal with it on a daily basis at work. And like, that's kind of why I love my job is yeah. that part of my job is that I get to sit there and go, how about we don't? Mm-hmm. How about we how about we think about it? Yeah. How about we take some time? Well, I think I think it is safe to guess that men in the show is not going to change your pants and squirm around on Rand's lap when he's in meetings. God, I hate that. It's right? so, it's, you know, it's one thing to read but it. at the same time, I think the thing that's really painful about it is I'm like, there was a time when I did that kind of shit. Yeah. 
I think that's, I think, I think what it is, but it would be one thing if it were self-aware. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they were like, we're intentionally showcasing what women do to themselves to be accepted, to be liked, to be, and then of course, you know, at the same time, you're doing all the shit, embarrassing yourself to try and like be that pick because I was a total pick me girl in middle school and high school, right? Like I was definitely that. Sure. Um, and it's so embarrassing to think of in retrospect. But at the same time, then while I was doing this behavior that was bullshit, I was getting hated on by other women all the time, which really more firmly drove me into that behavior because I was like, well, men accept me and Mm -hmm. women are unfriendly. So I'm going to just do this shit even more. Yeah. And not only just women who were my age, adult women Mm -hmm. would hate on me for that shit. Yeah. No one would pull me aside and go, Hey honey, like in a kind way, like, Hey honey, like I see this behavior in you and like, I want you to know you don't have to change yourself for men. You don't have to behave this way. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, this girl's slutty was how I was treated. Yeah. At 13. Yeah. 12. Wow. 12 by adult women. Wow. That's pretty heinous. Yeah. And so, so I'm like, men's behavior is cringy at best. It's a behavior I have participated in and recognized, though. So I'm like, so it's painful to me in a way where I'm like, fuck sometimes we just want to be fucking liked Mm -hmm. but i don't but it would be one thing if i felt like that was the intent was to be like look at this behavior like look at what women are forced to do and how they're forced to behave because they think that this is the only way they're gonna like get attention and get liked because like women are being mean to them and they don't feel like they have a safe place to be and it's like I wish that that were the commentary that was being made. Don't think but it I is. But I don't, I don't, like, in, and in my head, I'm like, that's the commentary I, I want to be made. I think it's. With this. I think it's playing Rand's uncomfortableness for laughs, which adds a whole nother fucking fish into this fry, which is, Yeah, because you know, that's the other thing is I'm like, I is, don't think Rand is consenting to a lot of this behavior. I think he's embarrassed he's pretty by some of it. explicitly not. Min says something, we'll get there when we get there. Min says something to the effect of, I'm going to show you I'm a woman until you cry and beg me to stop or something like that. I don't like it's, it. It's like, I don't like it. And, and then like, here's the thing too, as a guy, you are supposed to never seem uncomfortable with this, especially in the 90s, especially in the 90s. Well, you you yeah. are expected to it's feel like a woman is paying attention to you. You are lucky. You you need to be grateful for this. Well, and I think about this too with like with men. It's like I mean, I guess sometimes if you're married, maybe you can go like, ah, I can't, you know, like maybe. But I mean, there is so much bullshit for men too mm-hmm. when it comes to this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like women get away with being absolute fucking assholes to men. Like I know um, some bouncers. Mm-hmm. Who are like, yeah, getting sexually assaulted is kind of like a nightly thing. By women. By women? By women. Because they think that they can. Because they're women and you're a big dude. And I'm like, that is so fucking unacceptable. Yeah. It is so unbelievably unacceptable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've seen... I should just trigger warning for general sexual assault stuff here. I'm um, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to yeah, sorry. launch into this. But I do... I have some male friends who are like, yeah, I've just been groped by women and they think it's funny. I've seen uh, clips from concerts of 
singers will get close to the stage and women will reach up and just start touching them and like grab their crotch. It's so, it's so uncomfortable to me. uh, You you can't, that's, that's still sexual assault. That's sexual assault. You know? It is. I'm not saying men is sexually assaulting Rand, but like she kind of is. Well, and like people think that because there's, because there's, oh, this is my other thing. People think that because someone is a celebrity in the public eye, that that somehow gives them license to behave like yeah. they're an object. Yeah. And they're not. They're not. They're a fucking person. Yeah. Like, you know what? People are like, oh, so-and-so celebrities mean. And I'm like, well, did you approach them when they were like in line for birth control at the pharmacy? Like, I don't want to get fucking talked to in the middle of the day. No. By some random fucking stranger. I don't care how fucking famous you are. Yeah. Leave them alone. Right? Unless it's like a fan meet and greet. And even then... Like, they are, you are not entitled to another person, period. Well, I mean, we, we live in Southern California. We, we see celebrities sometimes. We saw one today. We saw one today. Don't, don't charge them, you know? There, there are ways. Some people are more comfortable with being approached than others. That's certainly true. But they're people, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've, we've gone afield a little no, bit. No, no, no. But um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like, what? Nothing. Okay, I feel like, sorry, I thought you were sick. Of no, me. no, 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 God, no. Um, I feel like it's it's all relevant, though, because what is, I think is, there's yeah. a lot to unpack with men and where my feelings are starting to head about men. And, like, there, there were so many moments where I was, like, gripping my face because I was like, oh, it was, it's just complicated for me as a woman because I'm like, on the one hand, pick me girls in general. Right. And pygmy girls being people who will push down other women or who will be like, I don't like women. I'm a I'm a girl's guy. I'm a guy's girl or whatever. Or like, you know, who will say things that are blatantly like, I don't like girl things. I'm a like, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, on the one hand, it makes me fucking fume because I'm like, you're part of the problem. But on the other hand, I'm like, society made you be this way. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. And And that might be genuinely how you are. Yeah. You know, you might genuinely just like cars. I don't know. What, what the fuck are men supposed to like? I don't even <laughs> um, like men having interests and women having interests is such a useless thing to me at at the end of the day. But I'm just. What's binary? Uh, Binaries binary in general nonsense. at this point. I'm like, why, why are we we've, even doing this? We as a society have progressed past the need for binaries, except in computing. You know what I love that my friends have been doing recently? Hmm? Like, my, I have a couple friends who are pregnant, and I'll be like, hey, what are you having? You know what I mean? Like, just, you know, like, among the other, like, thousand questions I ask them because I'm a, a good friend and I want to know how they're doing. I'm like, oh, are you telling people what you're having? And they're like, no, because... We want to receive gender neutral gifts. Yeah. Like we don't want, we don't want everybody just giving us trucks if they're a boy and tutus if they're a girl. Yep. And I'm like, good for fucking you. When Good for you. If we ever have kids. Uh, we'll probably do the we, same thing. Well, what I want to do is if people ask, is it a boy or a girl? To say, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just. Anyway, the, the feelings about men are complicated is what I just, is kind of the summary, the thesis of what I Yeah, saying. well, there's a lot to unpack, and we've been unpacking it. And I also want to make clear, this is not to say that if you get dressed up to go on a date, that you're 
part of the problem. No, no, that's, no. That's not, that's not what we're saying. No. Getting, you know, learning more about something someone is into so you have something to talk about with them, that's not being part of the problem. No, no, no. This is, what, this is specific. And this is yeah. why I said, this is why I said, I feel like society took normal relationship behaviors, like in getting interested in each other's interests. Mm-hmm. Um Having your own interests. Yeah. Um, getting gussied up to go out and meet with Getting up to somebody. go out and meet with somebody. They took those things that you do with your partner and they just they just made them extreme. Yeah. And and the extremes started getting normalized. Yeah. Like why were we all as not all, but why were so many of us as teenagers teenagers going, Edward Cullen sits in a room and stares at her while she's sleeping? How romantic. Yeah, I read those. I still am like, what the Fuck. It's funny because I, I, uh, my, uh, mom, I think, had heard that girls really liked the Twilight books. And I was 14 and I was frustrated because I was into a lot of nerdy stuff and went to a small school and there were not a lot of women who had the same interests as I did. Maybe there were, but I wasn't pursuing them. It's the wrong word, but you know what I mean? And my mom was like, well, girls seem to like these books. If you maybe, maybe read them. And then I read them and then she read them and she was like, no, 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 never mind. Nope. Sorry. Never mind. I take it back. Do not, do not, don't, don't look to this as a way to don't. Cause I read them. I went to midnight release for uh breaking dawn. Did you? I did. Yeah. With um, who? Uh, nobody, you know, and, uh, the books, not the, not the show into a midnight book release for breaking dawn with girls. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. I was friends with a lot of girls, but I didn't really date in high school. Honestly, you weren't missing out yeah. on anything. But um, I remember also reading those books, and there's a part in... Spoilers, I guess, for Twilight. There's a part <gasps> Came in... Came out a million years ago. What's the second one? Eclipse or New Moon? God, I was Twilight, know. New Moon, I thought Eclipse. Breaking Dawn was the second one. Breaking Dawn is the last one. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought Eclipse was the last one. Breaking Dawn is the last one. Well, as we know, Breaking Dawn is the shit. It's, 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 a, it's a Facebook status of yours. I wrote, I wrote in high school a Facebook status that my friends found in college and then um, blew up and commented so that on. everybody would notice it, that Breaking Dawn is the shit. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I hate my friends. I think, it went Twilight, <laughs> I think it went Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn, and then she wrote book one again from Edward's perspective. Did she? She did. I missed that. And it was called like apples or some bullshit like that. I don't <laughs> apples? Uh, I think there was an apple on the cover. I didn't read that one. At that point, I had realized, oh, God, what okay. the fuck? I got to find out. I got to find out what it is. I thought Eclipse was... Oh. No, no. Breaking Dawn was absolutely the last one. Because you start with Twilight and then someone, you go... Th- someone who used to be a Twilight You go through the night. Okay. You go through the night. Darkness is new moon. And then Eclipse is there's light, but it's covered. And then Breaking Dawn. Okay, hold on, hold on. It must be. Okay, it's Twilight. Those are, then that, New those Moon. Those are the movies. Yeah. Then yeah. New Moon. Then, then Eclipse. Eclipse. Then Breaking Dawn. Like I said. Did you say that? I did, yes. All right, well, I fucked up. But Breaking Dawn is the shit. Okay. But I, I remember there was a... Enough about men. <laughs> well, there no. was a... One more thing about oh, sorry, the Twilight sorry. saga. Yes. Imagine... Picking up the podcast and jumping 30 minutes in and hearing me say one last thing about the Twilight Saga, New Moon. 
<laughs> I just remember there was a part where we know what we're like now. Edward goes away or something, and then she falls into like a depressive coma yes. episode. Yes, and and Stephanie Mayer decided to depict yep. this I'll by never having forget this six either. pages in a row that go September, October, November, <laughs> December, January, and I, at the time at. 15 i was like wow that's that's cool that's That's powerful and now i'm like you girl you are 17 18 years get the the fuck fuck over over it it. yeah i know i where is your support network well yeah society has failed you why is your father oh by the way the the dad aging is realizing that the dad is really hot in twilight he is really hot in twilight anyway but the aging is realizing that the older people are hot. Yes. It's so devastating. Well, that makes sense. That's how that you're happens. Like, oh yeah, you're an age appropriate. You mean you life don't like you me. don't like being the werewolf who falls well, in love? Well, that's how I feel when I'm Soul watching the Wheel of on Time. I'm like, I acknowledge that these people are all very attractive, but like I am way more attractive attracted to the older people in the show you're at this like, point. Lan? Anyway, we don't I'm... objectify the actors, but they're all gorgeous. Anyway. But you know what I mean? But, okay, what was I going to say? Oh, I'll never forget that because my sister, I'm one of six kids, right? But my sister, one of my sisters, is slightly younger than me. And I read, um, what what book was that in? Breaking Dawn? New Moon. New Moon. Is that when he breaks up with her for a bit? Yes. And then she jumps off a cliff. Does she? Yes. Oh, my God. She jumps off a cliff. She jumps off a cliff into some water because Great she's message. trying to get him to come back to oh her. Oh my god, that's abusive. But she took off her bracelets first so he knew that she wasn't serious. Uh, yeah, it's that's like a whole really fucking bad. thing. No, it's like a whole oh, fucking thing. That's oh, bad. it's like there's so much bad. There's so much bad in these books. But and I remember just thinking that was the most romantic thing. And so when I broke up with this guy, I like pretended to be catatonic for a little while. Anyway, it was like oh, <laughs> Oh. I don't even want to talk about. I don't even want to talk I'm about how fucking cringy I'm was. laughing at the situation. I was like, oh my god, it's the love of my life. Like I'll never be the same. But like, I also broke up with him. That's amazing. It was very extra. That's like incredible. we mutually broke up with each other, but I pretended to be catatonic for a little while. Anyway, it was a whole thing. But okay, so anyway, wait, all wait, wait, of, wait yeah. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. So this thing happened. So I read the book and then I gave it to my sister. And my sister comes into my room. I swear to God, it's like 3 a.m. And she's sobbing, sobbing. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, is Edward gonna come back? And I was like, and we held each other and both cried. And I'll never forget it. And it's like the only time we've ever held each other like that. And it was really a beautiful moment. This episode, I think, is going to have to be called The One with a Really Long Min Tangent. Not to not to go on a friend's uh, naming scheme no, here. No, but I really like that. The, the one, one with a really long min tangent. This one has to be called The One with a Really Long Min Tangent. I would click on this episode just to find out what that tangent was. It's really long. It I don't know how detailed. long we've been talking, but it's been a long time. Okay, you know what's good about it, though? We have three and a half chapters to get to. You know to. what's good, though? Yeah. It's the only thing to talk about for the next three chapters. That's kind so. of true. <laughs> the shade of it all. No, it's fine. It's just... We, oh, no, no, no. With the Black Tower. Black Tower. What happens in the Black Tower? He names it. And Kaz, he gives them pins. The, what? They accessorize. <laughs> 
And then we spend some time with some Aes Sedai who... And that's over. And then uh, Matt uh, dances. Matt dances. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We can go on this long tangent. You know why? Because they're going to spend 15 minutes on the rest of the chapter. Okay, before someone emails us, we were really enjoying this book. It's just that it goes through these periods where, like, something really exciting happens and then nothing happens for a while. Well, I remember we were in the car and Matt, the chapter 44 started up and it was like, there wasn't much to do. So Matt decided he'd go dancing. And I said, oh, thank (laughs) fucking God. Oh my god, you did do that. Uh, <laughs> well, fun, not to jump ahead, but the funny, oh, my asthma. The funny thing about that chapter and everything with Matt from now until the end of that chapter, from like two chapters ago to the end of that chapter, is they discuss whether or not to go to Abu Dar with him. Yep. Then they go to Abu Dar with him. So do we even need to read what the chapter? <laughs> yes, because he does the thing that made you cry. Oh. That is also this. Yeah, week. we do have to read yeah. that. Okay, go. All right. Enough about fucking men, okay? Right. <laughs> Rand will be fucking men if she oh! gets her way. There you go. All of that aside, we're still gonna make horny ass jokes about this. So, you know. Are we are we hypocrite? I don't fucking know. Whatever. I just I love so much. Brie was talking to me the other day and she goes, Oh, some romance writers listen to your podcast. And I'm like, really? And she goes, Yeah. They really love that you call out the bullshit. <laughs> so thank you. Anyway, continuing on. So he goes, man, do I look like a man? A horse? In one quick stride. Okay, I did not think she was going to say horse. She reached him and plumped herself down in his lap. Men, he said, aghast. Why has it got to be plump? Plumped? I, just... I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? Convincing you I'm a woman, woolhead. I... Mm, Don't I look like a woman? Uh, Don't I smell like a woman? HR. Don't I feel... HR. Well? HR. Enough of that. HR. Answer the question, sheep herder. It was the sheep herder and woolhead that stilled his alarm. Clearly, he is not super comfortable with this. Dear HR. Even though the truth was, she felt remarkably nice sitting there, but she was men. Like, man, I know you're a woman. I didn't mean any insult. You're a friend, too. It's just that I feel comfortable with you. It doesn't matter if I look like a fool with you. I can say things to you I wouldn't say to anybody else, not even matter, Perrin. When I'm around you, all the knots unwind, all the tightness in my shoulders, I don't even feel until it goes. Dear Brandy in HR. Do you see, Min? I like being around you. I've missed you. And I'm like, at this point, just... Th- there is... Friends to lovers you okay. could do. Wait, question, comment. Yeah. Mostly comment. So do you think that the reason why the HR has gotten so bad lately is because to him is the HR guy? To right him? Now, oh, shit. To him, head of HR. To him, head to him of HR. He's in the palace and he's like... <laughs> he's just... Well, I think I got Berylane under control. But, I got uh, Berylane under control. <laughs> um... You know, there was some... I sent her a pamphlet. There was some really suggestive maiden hand talk recently, so I dealt with that. I had a seminar. <laughs> I had a seminar. I have distributed <laughs> briefings. And then Min walks in, and he's like, she did not get a copy of the briefing. <laughs> she did not get a copy of the briefing. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> she did not watch the 10 minute video. This is the thing that I'm sorry. We have to go back again <laughs> for a minute. This is what's pissing me off now. Cause now I know some of the romance tropes. Some of them. There's enemies to lovers. Yeah. There's like, oh, we only have one bed. There's all these other things. There's <laughs> what? That's one. <laughs> Shared bed thing. Um, then there's friends. <laughs> there's friends to lovers, mm -hmm. which is also the first season of Bridgerton is... <coughs> no. Friends no, no, to no. lovers. First season of Bridgerton is fake dating. Okay, I'm sorry. That's, that's a... But they're also friends. And then they fall in love. No, they kind of like... They, they're fake dating. All right, they're fake dating. It's fake dating. So... There's also a trope called Friends no, to Lovers. Friends to Lovers is going to be Penelope and Colin, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah, that's Friends to Lovers. We haven't read the Bridgerton, but we're not spoiling anything. Oh, Bridgerton. no, but I'm like, I'm positive. But Colin's not good enough for Penelope, so, and that's just true. So, for, yeah, well. But Penelope's also morally dubious. It's a good dubious. show. You should watch it. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> did you just hit yourself in the face with your wine glass? Yes. <laughs> this is a good podcast. Um, if I say so myself, and Reddit is like, fucking wheel takes is at it again, sucking their own dicks. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite critique of the podcast that I read on Reddit recently was, the guy sounds like he just learned how to swear. <laughs> You're goddamn fucking right, God my man. you fucking right, he just did. <laughs> it's so cringy. It was, it's so like, cringy. That's okay, you don't have to like it. I'm like, um, You're goddamn right, we did just learn to swear yesterday. Uh. So there's a trope called friends to lovers. Okay. Which is where, you know, you watch these people who are friends tiptoe around the fact that they're falling in love with each other, which is also literally just Allie and me. The first true. two years of our it's, fucking knowing each other. It's so true. It's so true. But, so, that was cringy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's very dramatic. This is the thing is Robert Jordan could have just done friends to lovers with this. Yeah. He could have. And it, I know men knew they were going to fall in love and blah, blah, blah. But he could have he could have done that very easily. Instead, he's got men like grinding on him like a surfboard. And I don't know why it's happening and why she does it during meetings. It's so weird. Yeah. Grind on him all you want. But like, wait till you're alone. Like, how uncomfortable would it be to be like, okay, Samael, we're going to attack him. And then this woman's just giving him <laughs> Just giving him a lap dance. It's like, do you mind? Like, this is the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's what's so cringy about it, right? Like, imagine the war cabinet gets together. <laughs> and this just woman's just twerking. twerking on And you're just like, should I leave and come back later? I'm sorry, is this war boring you, dragon? Do you need to get your dick wet while we're talking about <laughs> global policy? All right. Good so Christ. The one with a really long men tangent. I'm saying a really long men tangent, not the really long men tangent to give us room to have the second one. With a really long min tangent. Is there going to be another really long min tangent? There might be. I don't know. It's possible. I'm sure. You know what? I've never tangented in my no. life. How dare you accuse me of such a thing? It's my other favorite negative review. My other favorite negative review is somebody was like, she, t she just goes off on the... T Sometimes she just talks about other stuff. And I'm like, what, what, what are we, when are we going to get back to the books? Am I a fucking robot? <laughs> 
Like, yeah, that's the point. If you want to hear the books, listen yeah, to the books. Yeah, there's an audio book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fucking audio book, sir. All right, we're having fun tonight. Oh, my God. Our negative reviews are my favorite. It's <laughs> <sighs> so funny. All that about Elaine and this Avienda. Who is she, by the way? It sounds to me as if you love them both. Oh, stop jerking about. You owe me some what? answers. Oh, oh, you can't use the word jerking like Saying that. Saying, just answer me. Do you love both of them? And he goes, maybe I do. But light help me. I think maybe I do. Does that make me a lecherman? Yes. Or just a greedy fool? And then she I goes. But, yeah. Anyway. He, he says, well, who, who gives a shit? I let. No, I, you can have polyamory. I sent Avienda away. And I won't let myself within a mile of her or Elaine. Ugh. Ten miles if I can help it. She goes, And what? Min's like, Rand, keep not doing that. What gives you the right to make a choice like that for that? And this is... <gasps> thank you, Where he Min. says, basically... Okay, that's what I meant by thank you, Min. Yeah, thank that's you. It. He goes, I'm a target. Any woman I love becomes a target, too. Okay, but she gets to make that choice. Yes. She gets to make that choice. Land told me he and I... You don't get to make I that choice for her. ...are alike in some ways, and it's true... He said that there are men who radiate death. Himself, me. When a man like that falls in love, the best so gift he can give her is to put as much hot. distance as possible between himself and her. You see that, don't you? And she goes, what I see... This is giving me very Edward Breaking Dawn. You're being very Edward Breaking Dawn right now. Very well. I'm your friend, and I'm glad you know it. But don't bother thinking I will give up. I will convince you I am not a man or a horse. Min. I, I said I... Oh, no, she purred her. Not good enough. She wriggled round on his lap in a way that made him clear his throat. Okay, she is giving him a fucking lap dance right now. You cannot convince me otherwise. pinned a finger against his chest. I want tears in your eyes when you say it. I want a drool on your chin and a stammer in your voice. You needn't think I won't make you pay. You are, you are, uh, jack-o'-lantern facing. Dear to him in HR. <laughs> um, what? That was horny. It's, and Rand's just like, oh, that's my good friend, Min. Yeah, he says. Besties. Rand, Rand goes. <laughs> we both have those little heart necklaces where it's like one half of a heart. And Min, they come together and they make a full heart. It really is good to have you here. All you see is a mud foot from the two rivers, isn't it? Oh Her mood God. changed lightning quick. I see you, Rand, she said. I see you. If it was possible to be prim sitting as she was, she was, she arranged herself primly. So she goes like, anyway, there's a Saladar embassy here, and then Luce there and is like, oh, fuck me in the ass! And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Luce Theron loves getting pegged. <laughs> uh, it's canon now. Uh, and, um... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, there's the, the whatever. We, the, the rest of, yes, yes, you good? I just still can't believe a priest listens to it. <laughs> we did shout out. I love you. No, um, I love, I love you so much. I, Shane, thanks for being here, here, Shane. Uh, Shane. I'm, I'm sorry that you're going to be associated with this episode. Shane. But shout out to you, Brian, Megan, all y'all. Shane. Y'all are great. <laughs> Uh, just dying. So, <laughs> Shane turned off the podcast an no, hour ago. An hour ago. Um, Shane, tweet at us if you still love us. 
There's nine eyes to die. We will retweet it. We will retweet it, Shane. There's nine eyes to die. Uh, They're at the crown of roses in the new city. And she goes, they don't mean you any harm, Rand. I'm sure of it. And Min is like, a viewing sure? Or like, I got a really good feeling in my tummy bone. Sure. (laughs) My tummy bone. She goes, do you want to give me a better feeling in my tummy bone, baby? I don't know. Why do you why do you remind me of the hormone monster from Big Mouth right now? Which one? Yes. The the No, the old one who's Do you wanna give me a better feeling than you're talking about, baby? I got a reason going to I don't know. No, that was too good. That was too good. You're too good at that. That's really upsetting. Let's it's so good at it. Yeah, man, sit in his lap a little more. Just, just keep him over back and forth. That'll do it. That'll make it work. He's gonna like that. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Anytime now. Anytime. There's like weird hormones flying about. We gotta throw no. this bad boy back in the rotation again. No. Ah. Oh my god. Anytime there's weird hormone shit flying about, you have to do the hormone monster voice. Deal. That works. <laughs> Not the, the Will old, Arnett one. The Will no, Arnett one is is too wait, good. I can't do. Dude, I can't do Will. No, Arnett. try it. Try it. Maybe one day you look back on this time fondly and even make something beautiful out of it. See, that was pretty good. It's not great. It was pretty good. It's not great. That was pretty All good. Right. No, I I think that was pretty good. I like this one a lot more. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Okay, the wheel of time. Anyway, I don't know how far into we talked this we about are. break. We talked about Twilight. We talked about Big Mouth. We talked about eight thousand things. Anyway, keeping it going. You know what? Because the next couple chapters, we're gonna fly through Pretty so quick. fast. Yeah. She she so this is fun. She goes, they're not gonna hurt you at all. And then she goes, by the way, hot new viewing just dropped. I Sedai are going to hurt you. Women who can channel, anyway. It was all all confused. I'm not sure about the Aes Sedai part, but it might happen more than once. Here's the thing. I think that's why it seemed all scrambled. Can we pause for a second? Yeah. So she's trying to, like, get this guy to hook up with her, right? And the first thing she thinks of to say is, oh, people are going to hurt you? Quaint. Buzzkill. Does that need to be said right now? (laughs) He goes, cool. Is it? The box theory intensifies. Is it the ones with you? And she goes, I have no fucking idea. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. Well, this isn't doing a lot to help, you know, our suspicion of the Aes Sedai. So, uh, yeah. Louis Theron goes, I have to be careful. Even these half-trained girls can be dangerous with nine of them. I must... And Rand is like, fuck off. Fuck off. Forever. Fuck off, please. Fuck off. And then he fucks off. How are you feeling about Louis Theron? All this shit. I can't. I can't decide. Is he telling me the truth? Well, what? How, how was he last time we actually saw him? <laughs> Doing bad. Bad. Yeah, but I mean, he's not totally wrong about the ice to die. No, I don't think so. I'm worried he's going to take over at some point. Mm, he seems to want that. The only problem was that Luz Theron seemed to be seeing and hearing more and intending to act on it. There had not been another incident of his trying to seize Saedine, but Rand was careful now. 
The man wanted Rand's mind and body for his own, thought they were his own, and if he managed to gain control even once, Rand was not certain it would not be just that way. Lose Theron Telamon walking and speaking, while Rand Thor was only a voice in his head. Min says, look, I'm not gonna rat on you, I will lie. I will lie to the Aes Sedai about you, I don't give a fuck, we're good. It'll be good, we'll have a good time, it's fine. So he sets boundaries with the Aes Sedai, and uh, she's still sitting on his lap, and then Sulin walks in and drops all the shit she's carrying. Because she's like, what the fuck is, what the fuck is this shit? Um, and, like, for good reason. Like, Avienda left two days ago. Min was halfway into scrambling to her feet when he caught her by the waist and pulled her back down. Ah. Uh... Time enough and more to drive home that he was done with Avienda. And right. Min would not mind helping. In fact, after a moment of resistance, she leaned into him and put her head on his chest. Sulin, a good servant, does not toss trays about. Now pick it up and do as you're supposed to. So Sulin is now his personal maid. I hate this. I kind of love that Sulin is his maid. I, I think that's kind of fucking funny, frankly. That is funny. Yeah. But I hate, I hate... He's like, I'm done with Avian. Are you? No, you're not. No, you're not. And I'm sorry. How? How are you going to be done with one woman because it's not safe for her to be around you while you're openly flirting with another woman in front of everyone? Because he doesn't think of it as flirting, Allie, because he doesn't see her that way. I can't. <laughs> Ow. Oh, are you okay? Oh, my hand. You hit the wall. Oh. <laughs> that hurt. All right, here, come on back. He goes, this is Min, Sulin. She's my friend. She doesn't know Aiel ways, and I would take it amiss should anything untoward happen to her. In fact, if any harm comes to her, I'll consider it done to me. And Sulin goes, why should any but Avienda wish to harm this woman? She gave too much time to dreaming over you and not enough to teaching you what you should know. Uh, my lord, dragon. Mm. And then she leaves. And Min is like, she's going to stab you. There's Aiel shit involved in the, what he's doing. Maybe. Yeah, it might be. Poking you. Because I'm right. Ow. I was right the whole time. Melaine comes in. Which is, he, he, Melaine and at entered, first she's suspicious of Melaine Min, entered too. in the Aiel way, which was to say she put her head in at the door, looked around, and then followed with the rest of her. He had never puzzled out what would make an Aiel decide not to come in. Fucking... Chiefs, wise ones, wrong? and maidens had walked in on him in his small clothes, Fucking. in his bed, his Fucking. bath. Fucking. She sits Fucking. down. That's what it is, right? Am I wrong? Min falls asleep. Probably right. Min then falls asleep on his lap. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. No one has ever fallen asleep sitting up on someone's lap ever in their lives. Like, no, no, she didn't. She's pretending. She comes with news, which is all stuff we already know. She's pretending to make him feel like she is, like, his girl. He thinks that Min feels good and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Melaine, so he goes, yeah, I know all that. Melaine showed no surprise at his knowledge. Since marrying Bale, she seemed to have calmed was not quite the right word. It was much too placid for Melaine. Grown less excitable. There's the other one. To him in HR. <laughs> Harriet, and come then, for your man. And then Min just goes, you'll have two daughters. 
Twins like mirrors. And Milena's like, what the fuck? How the fuck did you know that? Holy shit. See, I told you Wait, she wasn't asleep. What the I fuck? I told you she wasn't asleep. Well, she was half asleep. Oh, pff. half asleep is not asleep. And then Min, uh, Milene says she's going to name one of her kids after Min because she's so excited that she just got a viewing that she'll have healthy kids and that they're twins. And that's that's nice. This is kind of nice. Oof. Twins with no epidural. Mm. Oof. It's magic. God bless. Look, Matt, Matt, what are they going to do? Nynaeve talks about, like, I got some herbs that you can chew. Like, here's some rosemary. Feel better. F- fuck you. Okay. <laughs> she came to me and was like, here's some rosemary. <laughs> Throw that rosemary right in her fucking face. So no. Melaine and Min just talk about midwifing and, like, childhoods and childbearing stuff. Because they have both helped midwives birth babies before, apparently. And then Rand is like, okay, what, wh- hi, I'm here to, what are we doing? Did you have more news to share? P.S. There's nothing wrong with not wanting an epidural. No. Just, it's your choice. But like, twins with no epidural, like, that's a lot of respect that I now have. That's it. Y'all want to talk about the Aes Sedai or like anything that matters to me personally? I'm just not a Girl Scout. Somebody that I know was going through labor and I think her nurse maybe forgot about her because she was going for a long time without an epidural when she had requested an epidural. And the morning nurse came in and was like, why are you being a Girl Scout? You requested an epidural. And she was like, I don't want to be a Girl Scout. I want an epidural. And she's like, oh, fuck. We'll get you that epidural. Oh. So ever since then, I'm like, okay, Girl Scouts don't do epidurals. Okay. But I don't want to be a Girl Scout. I would not be in a Girl Scout, period. End of story. <laughs> but everyone's entitled to their own beliefs and whatever. Anyway, whatever you want to do, I just wouldn't. This is not my not my bag. So here's a long list of Aes Sedai names, and they talk about it. Who? <laughs> Rafaela Sindal, Sionid Trigon, Trigon, Feldrin Harella, uh, 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 Marana Ambry, and Kyron Stang. And anyway, Kyron we're move Stang. On. Oh my God, we got to hear more about her. Demira Arif, Berenicia Morsad. Yeah, okay. So he gets news about the Aes Sedai who are coming there from Saladar, and Rand agrees he will show them respect, but not kneel to them, and he won't trust them until they show proof of goodwill. And Melaine and Min are now best friends because, I don't know, girls ba- babies, who talk about um, babies. And because she did have a prophetic viewing that she would have healthy kids, which is kind of a nice way to well, start healthy off the relationship. twins, which, like, kind of back then was kind of hard to do, have healthy twins. Yeah, but she had a prophetic viewing that she would have healthy twins. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Melaine goes, I did not think I would like you, Min, but I do. But and I'd be I will like, name okay, one of the girls twins. after you because you knew of her first. Well, I'd be like, healthy twins, how how am I looking? Like, mm, Watch mm, these eyes mm-hmm. die closely, Randall Thor, and give Min your protection when she needs it. And Randall's like, don't worry, I'll use protection. And um, <sighs> they will harm her if they learn she is sworn no. to you. And then Melendez leaves, which left him alone with Min again, which felt awkward for some reason. And that's the end, at long last. Because Melane basically just said, hi, she's your best friend, do her. That's the end of chapter 41. Oh my god, that was two hours!
Chapter 42, Allie, is called The Black Tower. All this right. is the chapter logo. What is this? It's a dragon in a box. A, yes, that is what I have called it in the past. Um, we took a break after the last chapter because the last chapter took two hours. Uh, and now it's tomorrow. <laughs> but it was fun. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> no regrets. We do what we want. Uh, do you have notes for chapter 42? Probably. The Black Tower. Um. I seem to recall you kind of stopped taking notes partway through this. I did not take notes for this chapter, I don't think. None? Unless there's Matt in it. No, it's Rand. Then I did not take any notes. Really? It would be it would be like the very end of your notes. Oh wow, you did not. All right, uh, chapter forty-two, the Black Tower. And I stand by that. <laughs> you didn't like this chapter. It it's not that I didn't like it. It's well, you might have had some notes because this might have been the point in the night where my phone died. Uh, did you take any notes? I don't think you I gave me any. I talked at you. I don't think you gave me any notes. I mean, you talk at me and with me frequently when we're listening. That's not always the same thing as notes. I have two notes. Executed, not anytime soon, and laughing about corporal punishment. Not my favorite. I stand by both yeah. of those. Uh, well, tell me about this chapter, then. If we don't get the notes, give me your recollections. Right. So Rand shows up. At the at the Black Tower, Takes. which I have said is what it's going to be called, because mm-hmm. Robert Jordan loves binaries. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? And because there's a well-known podcast called The Black Tower. Yeah, but I mean, I would have predicted it nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. I would have predicted it either way. But um, Rand shows up, Brings tells them, in them the different... The different levels are going to be, yeah, including Ashaman. Ashaman is the like that's full-fledged the head honcho. Ashaman, which is mm-hmm. which is just what guardian means guardian of yeah. But what is it if you look at it on the page? What is it literally? Ashaman, Ashaman, Ash, Ash, Ash. Hold on, let me let me find a it. shaman. A shaman. It is in fact a shaman. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, and then he hands out some pins. Yeah, he had pins made. And then that's the end of the chapter. Pretty much. But yeah. I will say there are some things we should discuss okay. herein. Okay. Right? Uh, because in terms of what happens, that is all that happens. What's the vibe at the Black Tower? It's a weird vibe. Tell me about it. Well, um, guy who's running it, Mazram Taim, doesn't care whether or not the guys live or die, mm-hmm. so that's been happening. Rand also, did tell him that to, to do that, to be fair. Sure. Then also there's a bunch of grumpy women around. Yeah. Because the wives are not happy about this. No. And some, like, crying kids and shit. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure the vibe gets even worse when men start just dying. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It's and not going a great recruitment strategy. Well, I think the... And then anyone who can't channel is getting sent to go be in the army, right? Join Bashir's army. Right. That's happening. Well, but do you remember what Taim's recruitment strategy is? Mm. He goes to towns and he says, I'm recruiting for the Lord Dragon's army. If you want to join me, come with. And then when they leave, he opens a gateway, gateways to the Black Tower, and is like, okay, so when I said the Lord Dragon's army, what I meant was, we're looking for men who can channel. Who here wants to test? Mm-hmm. And anybody who doesn't just gets sent straight to Camelin to join the army. 
anyone who wants to test stays and tests. Okay, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, because he figures if you're I mean, if you're already willing to sign up for the Lord Dragon's army, understanding that it's the apocalypse, you might as well check to see if you can blow stuff up with your brain. I'm with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Mazrum. He's problematic, but he's effective. What are your feelings on him as a whole? Because, so, like, I don't what, know. what have we seen of Mazzy Pizzazzy? Uh, well, okay, a couple things. Um, he and Bashir are not each other's biggest fans, obviously. No. He's killed some people. Yes. But is it in a loose Theron way where he's killed some people? Not loose Theron. Logan kind of way where it's like he killed some people, but in his defense at the time, he thought he was the dragon reborn and this is what he was supposed to be doing. Mm. I don't know. Kind of seems like it. Kind of seems like it. I mean, he's been helpful so far. Yeah, if but completely unrepentant. Completely unrepentant in a way where I don't feel like Logan has been completely unrepentant. Well, Logan, Logan is now forwarding the idea that he was propped up by the Red Aja. Yeah, but... And we know that's not true. That's just yeah, you that's know, bullshit. Logan he knows also that propaganda. That's, I'm pretty sure he knows that's bullshit. But so. I mean, he's been like morose because he was gentle. You don't think he's been repentant at all? When you we don't saw think he's reflecting? him in Camelin in Book One, well, no, well, actually, that's a good point. In his defense, but he shares what his thoughts were at that moment. And Which you know one? what? You were right. You're right. He sees Rand glowing like a like a raging sun, as it were. And he laughs because he thinks, oh, fuck, it ain't me. Oh, yeah. shit, it's not me. Yeah. I'm nothing and nobody. Yeah, which I guess in that moment, you either laugh or you cry, yeah. right? Like, it's like, well, fuck. Yeah. Shit. Uh, and then we don't see him until book two. And at that point, he's just well, and got he, the big Well, and he keeps talking about killing himself. Because he's got, yes. And it's like, okay, well, we're unaliving, as it were. Per TikTok. For TikTok. Yes. Um, so, I guess my thing about Mazram is I really want to like him, despite what Luce Theron is saying in Rant's head, but I can't get past a couple things. Which are? The convenient timing of the uh, Gray Man assassination and him being there to stop it. Sure. Which could be chalked up to Tavirin. Yes. But it also could be... Well, he didn't stop sketch. it. Rand had stopped the assassination and then Taim killed the gray man. Which is sus. A little sus. Yeah. I mean, is it not? No, it's kind of weird. I think he came out of like Rand's balcony. He gatewayed onto Rand's balcony and then threw a knife at the gray man and was like, hello, it's me. I want to tell you about this guy called Jahar Narishma. Goodbye. Who's Jahar Narishma? Jahar Narishma. Strong. Is, strong male channel. He was like, he's really good. I bet he's super cool. He's a strong man, and I'm excited about him. And I think you should come check him out. And then Rand was like, How about I go check you into Pound Town? Because I fucking hate you. Get out of my room. But Not in a fun way I, either. I mean, not in a sapienda like way. Some sexy tension. Anyway, um, I just want everyone to have sexy tension all the time. Um, That's what these books are. They're the gayest straight books ever written. It's it's so true. Bad Watt takes said it first. Not first, maybe, but they said it best. They said, imagine the gayest fucking book you've ever read in your entire life. Then make all the characters heterosexual. That's the wheel of time. It's true. They they describe the series perfectly. Even Truly. Oh, I know chef's they are queer kiss. people, but they don't really they don't really show that. 
Okay. There are queer people. We talked you. I think we already talked about this. <laughs> like there are literal dragons. Yes. Like you hear about them, but do you see them? No. Yeah. Um, here's my thing. Mazarin's not in the green for me. He's in the yellow. Okay. He, I'm suspicious of him, but I'm not against him. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I, I would not be surprised if tomorrow he was like, I'm Damon Dread the whole time. But I would not be surprised also if he was a good guy. Sure. Just kind of shitty also. Like a sucky normal. Because you are, you are cognizant of the fact that Jordan has been really obvious with his villains He's so far. He's been really obvious. Like, okay, so Le- Leandrin, I thought, couldn't possibly be one. Because she was too she was clear. so clearly a bad guy. Elida sucks, but was clearly a sucky normal. Yeah. Because Leandrin sucked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I was like, they can't both be baddies. No. That doesn't make sense to me. And then it became very clear to me that, okay, well, if it's not Al- if it's not Elida, it's got to be Alviarin. Yeah. Because if I'm the Black Aja, I would make the second You want the lieutenant. You want the lieutenant. And according to you, the random brown Aja on the- Danelle? On the council, yeah. Danelle is absolutely Black yeah. Aja. I, no, Danelle is a force ape. Sure, sure. She is Masana. Well, and if you're right about Shiriam and Carlinia, then they also have two in the upper reaches of the uh, well, they have other to. tower. They have to. Sure. They, they, of course, they would have somebody. They're going to have at least one person in the second tower. Sure. They're not going to leave that wide open. It'd be unlikely. No. And they can't all be red Aja or white Aja. That'd be funny. But probably not. There's got to be some blues and yellow. Well, there, we know there's yellows and browns, but we have not. We have yet to see a blue. We know there's yellows and browns. Oh, um, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Marilyn Gamolfin and Chesmal. Marilyn Gamolfin, Chesmal Emery. There's the lady who dissects cats. That's that's Marilyn Gamolfin. Oh, who's the one who does brown? Who's in Marilyn Gamolfin? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she. She dissect cats or does she take care of cats? No, there's one black Aja, there's one regular, there's one black Aja who loves cats and one black Aja who dissects cats. Okay. I know. Because they're like, this girl would be really upset if she found out what this girl was doing with the cats that she is feeding. Shall we crack on? Why do I remember that? Because it's cats. Because it's cats. Absolutely. Uh, Anything else there? I just, I don't know about Mazarum. I don't know, because I'm like, I feel like I'm being influenced by Rand's POV. That's a good thing to be aware of. That's like, a very I feel like good this thing is to remain Gallad all over again. Yeah. Like, I'm like, if Rand is trusting. Because he's, he's kind of a dick, but is he evil? That's the thing, is there's going to be plenty of douchebags. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're Satan worshippers. Do you it, know what I mean? Yeah. Here's my question. Yeah. How is Rand doing as as headmaster of How the is Black Rand Tower? ever? That's like true. he's suffering. He is falling the fuck apart. How 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 is he handling the Black Tower as a whole? He just he wants nothing to do with it, really. What do you think about that? I hate it. Why? It's your school. Yeah. It's your Hogwarts. Yeah. Hashtag trans lives matter. Yeah. You've gotta I mean, I understand him wanting to delegate. That's one thing. But it feels very Perrin and Fayil right now where he's like, okay, cool. I don't want to do this, so you do it. Sure. And I'm going to have nothing to do with it. Which I just go, well, that's not 
good. These people are here for you. You need to lead them. Yeah. They they came to Even join up with you. Yeah. They came because of you, not because of Mazram. You I, need to make Mazram's life a little easier, please. I think... Especially because these men are dying. You owe it to them. I think this is another point where you get Robert Jordan really parsing out a lot about Vietnam. Um, there's a book called Achilles in Vietnam that is about trauma in war, both in myth and in reality. And uh, one thing that is covered extensively in that book is uh, is the idea of the rank and file and the commander and how in some cases, as happened apparently quite a lot in the Vietnam War, the gulf between commander and rank and file was was so significant that the rank and file felt absolutely no sympathy for or loyalty to the commander. They were loyal to their squad, right? Sure. And it's because the commander was not... I'm not saying it's universal. I'm saying this is something in this book. Um, the commander was not experiencing what they were experiencing. And so they were dying, as is the case in the Black Tower. And then the commander would just show up and like parade around and be like, good job, here's some medals, and then leave. Yeah, I love that. Which is, I think, might be what he's doing with the Black Tower. Yeah, and I just, I don't think that that's... It's not a winning strategy to me. No. Because what's stopping these guys from not going, well, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I brought my wife and my kids here. I'm risking death every day. And you all you're going to do is show up and act like you don't want to be there? Well, I they, would be pissed. If they decide fuck Rand, what do they do? Do they do Well, they here's leave? the thing. Here's the thing. Well, they can't. Yeah. So they what do they can't. do? Revolt? Now you've got a bunch of magic men. Potentially you're training a bunch of nukes. Like, God hope that Mazram Taim can keep them happy. But he seems kind of like a dick nose. So, like, I mean, someone had a vision of a bunch of men, like, blasting shit at one point. Min had a vision of Rand blasting up Kyrian. No, no, no. Egwene had a dream about it, but I'm pretty sure she thought it was just a regular dream. Mm, okay. He had, she had a dream of Rand blasting up I think it was just Rand. Okay. It might have been Rand with some people. I thought it was Rand with a bunch of magic guys, like, going around blasting shit. But, regardless, I'm not saying they're... I, I caution Rand strongly, and I feel like this is where we're really starting to see Rand without Moraine. Because I think Moraine would go, you need to, if you're going to do this, you need to, like, be a presence that they can feel connected to. Because otherwise, you've got a bunch of loose end guys who have amnesty against them, who theoretically you're saying, okay, then you can go out and blast with impunity. Kind of. I mean, that's a fucking problem. Shall we crack on? Oh, well, and these men also, let's not forget, these men are slowly going insane. Yes. Throughout the whole thing. They are. So if you're not giving them a reason to stay, like, absolutely steadfast loyal to you in the midst of that shit's gonna go down oh i now i have a new fear what is it shit's gonna hit the fan when it comes to this because rand's not rand's not present enough with these men elaborate well bashir is present at every horseback riding practice right yes there's a reason for that 
right? You got to A, make sure that the men, that you get FaceTime with the men that are under your command. Yeah. Right? So that they feel a sense of loyalty towards you. Matt too, right? Matt, Matt, everybody in the band knows Matt. Everyone in the band. And there's a thing to that, right? There is absolutely like, a thing to that. You feel nothing for the boss you don't see. Mm-hmm. You need that FaceTime to feel like you're part of it, right? Yep. Like when I was working like a nothing job, I didn't feel shit about the people in charge. Like they could have walked in on fire and I wouldn't have known who they were. Yeah. Right? So of course I didn't give a shit about the job very much because I didn't give a shit about who I was working for. Yeah. Right? I did give a shit about my coworkers and I gave a shit about some of my managers. Some. Some. (laughs) Some. Um... Some. Anyway, <laughs> some. Um, but, I mean, th- that's just common sense, right? Like, I have interns. I could easily be like, hi, my assistant. You instruct them. But every week, I make sure to meet with them to make sure they're getting FaceTime with me. And to make sure that they're happy. And that they're doing the things that they want to do. And I make sure that the rest of the company has FaceTime with them. Yep. Be- which is hard because they're all virtual. I mean, and that is presented new challenges in the office is like, how do we make sure that everyone's getting the face time that they need to feel part of the company when we're not in the office all the time? Mm-hmm. I'm just feeling like this is a recipe for disaster. Could be. He needs to get over his shit and realize if he is making these schools of people who are really signing up for him, they're there for him at the end of the day. And so that hopefully they don't become like, a peasant in the apocalypse, which we've already established, sucks a big one. Yes. I just I just feel like he's giving them reasons to hate him. Maybe. Am I wrong? No, they seem pretty... I would... I, if I... Okay, here's my thing. Maybe I'm a particularly freaking petty person, and that is completely a possibility. But if I left my home and everything. I pissed off my spouse. I potentially am orphaning my children for a cause that I believe in. Right? Because that's really what they're doing at the end of the day. Yeah. And then I get there. I find out I'm a magic man, which means I'm going to slowly go insane over the course of I don't even know how long. Could be a week. Could be tomorrow. Could be 20 years. Right? So again, potentially orphaning my children if Mazram Tayyim's training methods don't kill me faster. Yeah. And they have. And they have. They've killed people. Right? Meanwhile, the person that I have signed up to work for doesn't even give a shit to show up. Because from my perspective, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, how many times has Rand gone to the Black Tower that we know He has of? said explicitly, I think, three times. Three times. And Master Ke- Tyen keeps going, hey, can you come visit? Yeah. Come visit. Come visit. Come visit. There's a reason why he's pressuring him to come visit. Probably. But he ain't doing it. I think this is a big miscalculation on Rand's part, to be honest. Why do you think Rand is... Ignoring this so much. Because he's a fucking wuss. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because he is avoiding it. It's just like Perrin in the two rivers. He's avoiding it. Sure. Because it makes him uncomfortable. Sure. I think I think some of it might also be Luz Theron. Mm. I think a lot of it is he's avoiding it because he keeps jumping back and forth. He's fortunate right now in that he has two nations he's leading so he can piss off from one of them whenever he doesn't really want to deal with it. Yeah. You know? 
Well, technically, I mean, right now under his control, he is three, three nations. nations. He's yeah. left here. He's got Andor, he's got Tyr, and he's got um, Kyrian. He's left Tyr completely alone. He just left Kalendor there. Well, I think he needs to bop in there every now and then just to make sure they're still crossing their T's and dotting their I's. Sure. And he can. He can do he can do five minutes a day. Go into tier, make sure everyone's not being an asshole. And same thing with, with Black Tower. It's not like he has to be there for three hours. He just has to go in there, say hi to everybody, make sure they're all doing everything that they need to be doing, talk to some people, make sure that they're all doing the thing, go home. Five minutes. Fifteen. Yeah. I And I get he's busy. I get he's got a lot on his mind. But like a little FaceTime with the dragon is going to go a long way. Oh, yes. You'll, to you'll a certain tell, extent. You'll he's tell a, your kids about it. I mean. You'll tell your grandkids about it. Right? Y- your FaceTime is in itself valuable. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's like it's like when you're a big star, right? After a certain point, it doesn't necessarily matter what you're doing. It's the FaceTime people want. Yeah, your your time and presence is more valuable to you than money is at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I was talking to somebody who is wealthy once, and they were like, after a certain point, you have to ask yourself. After a certain point, when you have made a certain amount of money, you get to ask yourself, how much is my time worth? Yeah, and then you get to make decisions that way, and. That has stuck with me a little bit as a person because I'm like, huh, there is a there is a certain point where, yeah, your time is more valuable than necessarily the amount of money you're being offered. Yeah. Wild shit. But like Rand's face and his FaceTime with people has become currency, but he doesn't realize that yet. He's still stuck in this farm boy shit where he's like, I'm nobody. And I'm like, you're not nobody to these people. He doesn't think he's nobody. Right, he he. Well, uh, you know what I mean, though, right? He's still he's still doing the shit where he's like, "Oh, Min's here." Yeah, I'm gonna hang out with my best friend, and I'm like, "Yeah, I get or my friend," and I'm like, "I get it. You hang out with your friends for sure, but spare 15 minutes to take the woman off your lap and go see some people." He brings her to the Black Tower. He that's this this opens. He goes, uh, "Rand and Min stood looking at one another, not moving, until finally he said." Would you like to come out to the farm with me? It's a school, really, for the men who come for the amnesty. Min's face paled. No, I, I don't think... Mirana will be waiting to hear from me, and I should let them know your rules as soon as possible. He's like, okay. So she doesn't go, but he invites her. He's like, you know what would be a fun date? Come see the men I'm traumatizing. <sighs> you know... I just, I'm just worried about, there's just a lot of things that could go wrong all the time. And I just, I feel like there couldn't have been a worse time for Moraine to die. Pretty bad. I mean, she's not dead. Okay. But like, dead with quotation marks. Die with quotation marks. Temporarily die. So Min leaves, Rand puts his coat on, he grabs these two bags full of stuff. We now know that they're pins. This trip to the farm had been in Rand's mind for some time already. He did not like Taim, and Luz Theron would surge around the man, but he could not go on avoiding the place, especially not now. So far as he knew, Taim had done well at keeping the students out of the city, at least Rand had heard of no incidents, and he would have. 
But news of Mirana and the embassy would reach the farm eventually, by the supply carts or with new students, and in the way of rumors, Nine Aes Sedai would become Nine Red Sisters, or ninety hunting men to gentle. Whether the result of that would be students running off in the night, or students coming into Camelin to strike the first blow, he had to quell it before it began. What? He said, I gotta go now, because there are Aes Sedai and Camelin, and the farm is gonna find out about it. Oh, right. And it's going to get distorted, and it's going to become like, oh my god, they've come for our butts. Well, I mean, they kind of have. They also kind of have, yeah, because there's also random parties of reds trying to intercept men, which is fucked up. That is... Okay, here's the thing. Elite is pissing me off. Yeah? Again. Yeah? Again. Yeah? Because here's the thing. You don't send a letter to somebody going, hey, so we're good. Like, I, I want to work with you. Let's hang out. Come with my honor guard to the White Tower, which... By the way, what is, was he born yesterday? <laughs> He's not a fucking idiot. And then you're going to go and have this these bands of reds trying to intercept men who can channel? I don't fucking think so. So Rand gateways to the farm. We get another commentary, a comment on how the climate is fucked. The farm is now looking really good. It's kind of like a small town now. That's nice. Well, because there's a lot of people there. Yeah. It's, a lot of very unhappy yeah, women. it's regimented and uh, people are working on sword forms. It's, it's very, it's looking solid. Right, because Rand said, I want them to know sword forms as well. Yeah. Well, because there was like a whole drama where he sent like one of the best swordsmen to go teach them. And then Masram Taim sent them away because they were like, what the like, fuck? Dude's do they drunk need? and who needs swords? And Rand is like, fuck yourself and I hate you. And one day I'm going to ram a sword up your ass. And it might be today if you don't turn around fast enough. See, like, but here's my thing. I'm like, you need to, you need to keep people loyal to you, though. Yes. Like, I get that you can't be like Mr. Nice Dragon. But at the same time, I just, I feel like Moraine is. You miss her? So much. I just... I'd forgotten Rand also sent an Aiel to train them in unarmed fighting. Oh, cool. Sarek, a, re a gray-haired redwater Goshin with no right hand, had two shirtless rows under his stony eyes. One was kicking as high as their heads, pivot and kick, then pivot and kick with the other foot, over and over. The other punched the air in front of them as fast as they could, so they're teaching them how to do the gall kicks. Hmm. Which is all that really matters. Mm-hmm. A black-coated man, just short of his middle years, planted himself in front of Rand. He had a sharp nose and a sneering mouth. And who are you? he demanded in a Terraboner accent. I suppose you have come to the Black Tower to learn, yes? You should have waited in Camelin for the wagon to bring you. You could have had another day to enjoy that fine coat. So here's, a th here's the issue. Here's the issue. They don't even know who he is. And Rand goes, I'm Rand Althor. Rand said quietly. Quietly, so as not to let out a sudden, sudden surge of anger. Civility costs nothing, and if this fool did not decide it was cheap at the price so soon. If anything, the sneer deepened. So you are him, are you? He looked Rand up and down insolently. You do not look so grand to me. I think that I myself could... And then Taim punches him really hard in the head with a flow of air. So, um... Here's my thing. 
Why did we let it get to this? <laughs> you know the, the meme with the dog sitting in the room and the room's on fire and he just goes, this is fine. It's Rand 24 it's Rand, hours a Rand, day. Rand, <laughs> this is fine. I just, I just think a little, like just once a day for 20 minutes, just once a day for 20 minutes, just go visit and go, hey, I'm your boss. Tyene goes, sometimes we need a hard discipline. You cannot tell a man he has the power to make the earth shake, then expect him to walk small. He has embroidered dragons on his sleeves. Nazarim? Taim has. I hate that. Thread of gold would do for the one, but what could make the blue shine so? He drags these guys out, and you know he tells them to drag this guy Torval away. Okay. Loose there and goes, I should have killed him long ago! I should have! I should have! See, and that's what's that's what's bugging me is I'm like, what is he sensing? Huh? What do you think? Gus, what is he sensing? I don't know. What do you, I mean, he seems to do this around men who can channel. All men who can channel? Well, he doesn't want to go to the farm. Yeah, but that's like a personal thing, maybe. Sure. I'm like this close to being like he's Damon Dread. Taimon Dread? But I thought you ruled that out. Did I? You thought it was unlikely because Samael's read on Damon Dread was Damon Dread does not like to touch stuff. He likes to work through proxies. But would this not be working through a proxy? I feel like working through a proxy well, what would, if... be, would be telling Taim what to do. Well, yeah. What I'm saying is what if Damon Dread is like, hey, Taim, I'll make you the dragon somehow. I'll talk to the dark one. Make you Mr. Specialman. Keep you from going mad if you do X, Y, or Z. Well, I thought you were saying that Taim is Damon Dread. No, but the, there's something weird about... Like, there's something loose there and seems to be picking up on where he feels particularly triggered by Mathram. Sure. And now, I don't know if that's just... I should have killed all the Forsaken when I could have. So that what happened to my family didn't happen. Sure. Or if it's something deeper than that. What do you know about Damon Dread? Other than proxies and uh, that's about it. What, what else do you know? I don't know a fucking ton. I mean, he tries. He likes to work through proxies. No one knows where he is. He didn't kill Asmodian. I know that for sure. He, I think you already know this. He has massive little brother syndrome towards Luce Theron. As they all do. Yeah, but all like, the men do. Damon Dreads is Damon Dread was born the day after Luce Theron and is like one inch shorter than him and one step below him on power ranking, and got bumped from consideration for a job of commander of the forces of the light because it went to Luce Theron. Well, that kind of feels like Mazrum Taim's deal now sure does it not i don't know i mean taim taim I came just, up to rand and was like, like co-workers and then immediately went i got you i'll work for you there's just something about it that's bugging me but i can't figure out what it is you know there's something weird about it there's something off and i i don't like that rand is delegating this to someone he doesn't really trust that is weird because he doesn't want to deal with it because I'm like, if you don't, this guy is walking around with dragons on his sleeves. That's a bad fucking sign, 
regardless of whether or not he's a bad guy, he's walking around like he's you. Am I wrong? No, it's not great. Uh, so I would check this guy before he wrecks you. Four trainees have died. One from drawing too deeply and three from burnout. Nobody has been Ew. killed by a sword yet, so that's cool. Wait, how, what's the difference between drawing too deeply and I don't and know. I don't know. I think it's the same thing. I don't know. I really don't know. I I don't know the difference. I think this okay, is like I, an this error. this is my theory. Drawing too deeply, like when you're like getting sidar into your body, mm-hmm. right? That would be drawing holding too deeply, too much holding it, yeah. too much of it versus blasting too much out. Okay, sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like if you're trying to make things happen, that's burnout. But if you're just holding sidar, it's drawing too, that's drawing too deep. Sidine. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry, not whatever. No, it's, it's, it's a fake word. It's okay. Uh, Rand is like, what the fuck is the Black Tower? Also, I hate you. And he goes, a name the students use? You could not go on calling this just the farm. They certainly did not feel right about it. They wanted something more. The Black Tower to balance the White and Tower. And see, here's the thing. You would know that if you visited ever. I can suppress it if you wish. It is easy enough to take a word from men's lips. And Rand is like, N- you know what? It's whatever. It's good. Make them all fall in on the fucking thing and also stab yourself with a fork because I hate you. Um, See, here's my thing. He makes it so clear that he hates Mazarim. And I'm like, if I'm Mazarim, I'd be like, what's to stop me from doing whatever I want? So Rand... Uh, you visit three times ever. Rand has them all fall in. He stands up on a soapbox. Rand had a chance to see clues to how far Taim's recruiting had ranged. Jahar Narishma, whom Taim had pointed out... The young man with the spark had dark eyes as big as a girl's, a pale face filled with confidence, and hair in two long braids with silver bells on the end. Oh, he's Arafelon. Taim had said he came from Arafel, but Rand recognized a Shinaran's shaved head and topknot on another man, and two with the transparent veils often worn by men and women alike in Terabon. Then there were tilted eyes from Saldia and pale short fellows from Kyrian. One old man had a beard oiled and cut to a point in imitation of a tyrant lord, which he assuredly was not with okay. that creased leathery Here's the face. Thing. Take note, White Tower. Old man. Old man. And it, no we're f- not looking for children only anymore. And, and no fewer than three wore beards that left their upper lips bare. He hoped Taim had not roused Samael's oh, interest so those would be Ilioners. by recruiting into Ilion. He'd expected mainly younger Wait, men. Aren't you proud that I, I know that? Yeah. But fresh faces like Ebon's and Fedwin's were balanced by gray or balding heads, some even more grizzled than Dana. White Tower. Take note. Now that he thought of it, though, there was no mystery, no reason that there should not be as many grandfathers who could be taught as boys. And then Rand exactly. stands up and he's like, Hi. So, hello. There are some Aes Sedai in Camelin, but chill out. Be cool. D- chill out. Just shut up. Shut up. <sighs> You know why they are here, and you can laugh in the face of the fellow with the rumor. And then everyone just looks at him like, okay, and why are you here? Taim looked wry. Very wry. You need a name. In the old tongue, Aes Sedai means servants of all, or something very close. The old tongue doesn't translate easily. Another word in the old tongue is Ashaman. It means guardians, or guardian, or defender. And maybe a couple of other things. I I told you the old tongue is very flexible. Guardian seems to be best, though. 
Not just any defender or guardian, though. You could not call a man who defended an unjust cause Ashaman and never one that was evil. And Ashaman was a man who defended truth and justice and right for everyone. A guardian who would not yield even when hope was gone. That is what you are here to become. When you finish your training, you will be Ashaman. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, all right. And I mean, that's kind of nice. It is. He was listening to what Mazram said about what they want, which is a name. Yeah. Right? They can't just be a bunch of randos. They need a purpose. They need... But I think it's a that was a good choice of words. Aes Sedai begin as novices, then become accepted, then finally full Aes Sedai. You will have degrees too, but not like theirs. There will be no putting out or sending away among us. When a man first comes to the Black Tower, he did not like that name, he will be called... A soldier, because that is what he becomes when he joins us, what you all become. A soldier to fight the shadow. And not just the shadow, but anyone who opposes justice or oppresses the weak. When a soldier reaches a certain stage in his skills, he will be called dedicated. And wear this. From the bag, he took one of the badges the silversmith had made, a small, gleaming silver sword. Taim. And then Taim walks up and Rand pins the thing on Taim. <laughs> And Taim is just standing there like, oh, okay, all right. Just give these to whoever you think is ready. Just be sure they are. Okay. And he goes, dedicated who advance their skill far enough will be called Ashaman. And they will wear this. Taking out the small velvet bag, he held up what it contained. Sunlight sparkled on finely crafted gold and rich red enamel. A sinuous form, exactly like the one on the dragon banner. This is starting to sound a lot like Lularoe. <laughs> <laughs> that went on to Taim's collar, too. So sword and dragon shone at the sides of his throat. I suppose uh, I was the first, Tashaman, Rand told the students. But Mazrim Taim is the second. I hope that all of you will become Ashaman eventually, but whether you do or not, remember that all of us are soldiers. There are many battles ahead, maybe not always the ones that we expect. And at the end, the last battle. The light send it is the last if the light shines on us, we will win. We will win. Because we must win. And everyone just kind of stares at him like, okay, who the fuck are you? You didn't introduce yourself, dude. What's going on here? So there's I'm really, I'm, zero reaction to this speech. Zero reaction. Utter silence. That's because he hasn't been there at all. Yeah. He hasn't been there at all. This is my thing. He's fucking up. And Moraine would have caught that. Moraine would have been like, you need to go. More than once. Don't you think? Don't you think Moraine would have noticed yeah. that that would have been a bad idea? Yeah. I'm just, I'm worried because I'm like, we have to see the consequences of Moraine not being around. Right? And it's, it's this kind of shit, this little shit where you're like, ah, yeah, you know what would be a good idea? When men volunteer to serve me, introduce myself. I don't know. I'm really worried. So Rand and Taim chat for a few minutes over the recruits and some other stuff. And then Rand says to him, what's gotten into you? You've had a burr in your britches ever since I put those badges on you. Is it something to do with them? Those men will think more of theirs for seeing you receive yours from the Dragon Reborn. For that matter, they'll think more of you they for They don't know it. that he received it from the Dragon Reborn. Maybe you won't have to keep discipline by clubbing men over the head. What have you to say? And then Taim, shaking with rage <gasps> for a second, stops. And then he goes... Since you must know, what worries me are Aes Sedai and you. 
Nine Aes Sedai come to Camelin, plus two make eleven. Then there might just be one or two more. I haven't been able to find them yet, but Rin's like, are you coming into the city? Do I have to chop off your fucking dick, you piece of shit? I hate you so much. Rand! I found a few men to ask questions for me. I've been no closer from there than here since I saved you from that gray man. He goes like, what are you going to fucking do about all the Aes Sedai in your city, dude? Are, I- you are ignoring this. It's true. Like you are ignoring us. It's true. Ugh. Gus, I hate Rand. He goes, there are red sisters in the countryside. Several parties of them arrived in the last few days trying to intercept men coming here. I will kill him! Luz therein shouted. Stop. Just stop. (laughs) You are so agitated. Just stop it. (laughs) Okay? Stop it. Like, this is fucking crucial. Mazram is right. He's right. Yes. This is bad. You need to make the Aes Sedai leave your city. Yes. Now. Yes. You are going to... You are going to regret it in like four or five chapters. The writing is on the wall. You, yeah. You're fucked. You are fucked. You need to get them out of your city. You need to start visiting the Black Tower or they're going to put you in a box and no one's going to give a fuck. How do you feel? Ah! <laughs> I have the book. Thank you. I'm stressing out. Yeah. Rand is like, hey, Luce Theron, fuck I had off. a theater company in college, so I know what I'm talking about. And Luce Theron goes, oh, light, I killed them all, all that I loved. If I kill him, it'll be well, though. I can make it up. If I kill him, finally. No, nothing can make up, but okay. I must kill him anyway. I swear to God, pop an antidepressant and keep going. Like, <laughs> I swear to God. I've been on antidepressants before. There's no shame. Pop an antidepressant. Hopefully that makes him shut the fuck up. So then Rand realizes that he is mum- he is on his knees mumbling, You are dead. I'm alive and you are dead. I'm alive and you are dead. And time goes. Do that in private. You must hold on. If sanity can be held, you must. The price is too high if you fail. Rand is like, hey, I'm good. Fuck yourself. Are you okay? Like, really? I'm, uh... I realize that I am layering in a lot of Rand contempt towards Taim that's not necessarily there, but I'm having fun with it. I'm concerned. Yes? And I feel like Rand, 90% of the bad shit that happens to Rand is because he's not listening to people genuinely trying to help him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like right now Mazram is genuinely trying to help Rand, and Rand is fucking up. Anyway, that's how I feel. Taim again offers to kill the Red Aja that are out in the field trying to intercept his men. And Rand's okay, like, well, let's that will not make do thi- that. That will make things worse. If they start taking men, I'll have to do something. But as it is, they're no threat out in the country. And believe me, nobody Elida sends is likely uh, to join those Aes Sedai in the city. Uh, Either lot would probably welcome you before they did each other. Um, I feel like he's going to regret saying that. So then Taim is like, again... I can kill some if you want me to. Like, I can do that. And then Rand goes off and he starts yelling and he goes, If one of those eyes said I keels over dead for no reason, I will know who to blame. Mark me. And Time is like, There are a lot of people who might kill I Sedai, dude. White you, you, you like Samael, you know, like Damon Dread. Damon Dread. It literally he says, if Samael or Damon Dread decides to taunt you with a few dead Aes Sedai on your doorstep, my veins are opened. And Rand is like, Yup, fuck you. I hate you so much. <coughs> they haven't so far, and you'd better hope they do not start. Mark me, I, I say. 
You are really not having a good time with Rand today. I'm going to fucking kill this kid. <laughs> this is the most frustrated I've seen you with Rand in a very long time. He's frustrating. Yes. Come he is frustrating. Yeah. I'm on my last nerve. I hear my Lord Dragon and obey, of course, but I still say 11 is a dangerous number. Rand laughed in spite of himself. It is a dangerous number! Taim. Thank you! I intend to teach them to dance to my flute. You're not going to! Light, You're going to get put a fucking box! Where was his flute? Faintly, he heard Luz Theron chuckling. And that's the end. You're going to get put in a box! Chapter 42. Chapter 43, Allie, it's called The Crown of Roses. This is the chapter logo. You don't have notes for this chapter. I do. You don't. You certainly Matt, don't. Mad dancing? No, there is another chapter between these oh. two chapters. No, I don't have This is a chapter it. where we hang out with Samai Sedai. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Marana's hired coach swayed its slow way through the densely packed streets toward the Crown of Roses. So here's Marana. She's got men with her. They're looking at men. They talk to men. Um... Uh, they're thinking about how Min is in love with Rand and they think it's kind of funny and then they get to the hotel and Min leaves and they have tea and they talk to Alana and they're like hey you fucked up Alana that was probably a stupid thing you did I think oh her name's Morena like Morena Bachran that's Morena this is Morana but yes is her name Marina Backron? Marina, ba the she was in Firefly, right? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's Marina. Oh, I thought it was Marina. I've only read it ah. ever. They talk about Rand's restrictions against the Aes Sedai, and they think about the difficulty of what who is in charge in a conversation between Marana and Varen and Alana. Because I don't know, I'm not sure. So Thank they, God, where they spend a couple channel, couple couple pages talking about that. They think about how what Alana had done was little short of rape. I mean... Yes. Um, he has placed another restriction. Wrong. It is all very well that you two have located his school. But it's like an ongoing thing. But now I strongly suggest you abandon I mean, whatever thoughts you may have had in that direction. He has charged us to stay away from his men. And then he, she remembers Rand leaning forward and going... Hear me, Marana Sedai. I want no trouble between Aes Sedai and Ashaman. I have told the soldiers to stay clear of you, but I do not mean them to be Aes Sedai meat. If you go hunting at the Black Tower, you may be dinner yourself. We both want to avoid that. They're like, oh, what the fuck? That's weird. Men who can channel? Creepy. Hate it. Well, get the fuck over it. I, I, here's the thing. I'm fucking sick of everybody. I'm fucking sick of everybody. Everybody can just shut the fuck up. Get their shit together. <sighs> okay. Alana is suffering greatly. She's like, where? where is Good. he, Alana? Where is he? Alana? 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 Suffer! Where is he? Good, suffer! And Alana's like, I'm sorry. He has a side wound, and if I think about it too hard, I start crying, because it really hurts. Good, suffer! Make a, you made him... You fucked up. Okay, but here's the thing. Can, can I just... Can I just... Yeah, go can ahead. I just... You know what stresses me out more than anything on the planet? Hmm? The fact that I truly believe on on this earth of ours that if we knew that a comet was coming we would debate so much about what to do with it that it would hit us sure i saw that movie and this 
Yes, that was a fear of mine long before that movie came yeah. out. And I legitimately, when I was watching that movie, had a panic attack. Yeah, I remember. Because I was like, oh my God, this is everything that like frustrates me about humanity is we can't get our fucking collective shit together ever for any reason. And this, this bullshit is like the shit that just triggers me, freaks me out. It makes me frustrated and angry. And I'm just like, I don't give a shit. This is why I, I'm like in favor of everyone just going, you know what? You're right, Rand. You're the lead. We'll just bow to you. You tell us what to do. How hard is that? It'd be nice. How hard is that? Marana and Sienna. How hard, Gus, how hard is that? Apparently pretty hard. Fucking bullshit that it's hard. It's the fucking apocalypse. Get your shit together. Shut it down. Realize that there's more important shit. Marana and Siona comment on how they're like, there's so many fucking Aiel, man. I thought they were going to stab the shit out of me. That was a lot. Okay, get over your racism. It's the apocalypse. You're going to stab the fuck out of me. I was like, ugh. Weird. Weird. And then they realize he's playing the two emissaries against each other. Good. Because uh, they're all being petty bullshit children. They de- they determine they must bring Althor to heal, so to speak. And then Varen goes, and how is he to be brought to heal? He must be handled. How about you delicately. be brought to heal? How about you be brought to heal? He's a fucking dragon reborn. And then they kind of they go like, "Hey, we're gonna do, we're gonna connect with nobility and you know make some plans." And then Dialin is talking to the Aes Sedai and about Elaine and and K- Kyren is like, "It is quite possible the daughter heir will yet be found to sit on the lion throne. What may seem insurmountable to others is seldom so to Aes Sedai." And then we switch to uh, who, who why is are they this? making Rand's life worse? Uh, Luan is talking to Rafella, and they're talking about Lord Luan's like, well, wouldn't it be better if Rand just up and left? Maybe Rand would leave and it would, things would be better. And then Elorian is talking to some other Aes Sedai, and they're like, hey, who would have the Lion Throne then? And they go, the wheel weaves as the wheel whips. So the same thing that was happening in Kyrian is happening in Cablin with the other group of Aes and that's the end of chapter 43. Stop doing bullshit. Chapter 44, Allie, is called The Collar of Trust. Okay, I'm no longer liking the Aes Sedai, and it's making me really sad. It's funny, isn't it how, funny how that happens? You have been flopping a lot these past few chapters. I'm frustrated. No, I don't want to get up. You don't want you don't want help up? I can help. Here you come on back. I hate everybody. Everybody sucks. Chapter 44, Allie, is called The Color of Trust. I'm just feeling very triggered by your current political climate. This is yeah, this is the chapter logo. What is this? It's a snake. It's the Forsaken Snake. This chapter you do have notes for. Also, I see why you had no notes for 43. Why is that? Nothing fucking happens. Yeah, I said it. I mean, kind of some stuff does, like, kind of. Sure. Okay, thank God, we're dancing. Let's uh, have yes. another chapter of Matt dancing. It's not like it's the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck, he keeps dancing with Halima. <laughs> I just, I can't do this. <laughs> I just, everyone's making me so mad. And in this time... Please, have mercy on me. Okay. <laughs> she keeps trying to lead. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. 
So it does work against male channelers. It does. It blocks Sidene and We have Sidar. confirmation because you said that it didn't. I never said because that. Because he got struck by a light. I never said oh, that. Oh, yeah. You said that it's up for debate. I said Raffo because the lightning was created Don't say by that it. fucking I'm word say again as in, much this as house, I fucking want. in this house. In this house. No. No. Ragoo pasta. Okay. You're on. You're skating on thin. No. No. Is a character in Elden Ring. Ronnie G- the Witch is another one. You are Radigan cruising for a bruise in my love. the Golden Order. No, that's not right. Okay. Radon. Oh my. Star Scourge. Stop. Okay. Okay. Gus? Yeah? Do you see that I'm cranky? No. I'm cranky. <laughs> All right. What do you think she was trying to do to him, Halima? Good question. What do you think? Compel him? Possible. Mm. Poke his butt. <laughs> boop. What? Give him boop. Just like that. Women do love Pokemon. Boop. Okay. Some Boop. women. Boop. Anyway. Beep. He remembers writing the song. How weird would that be? Isn't that fun? Fluff the Feathers sounds like a sexy song. It does. Probably is. It's about porn. Am I wrong? I don't know. Did you know that there's someone on set on porns? Called a fluffer. Just, yeah. I have read the Dresden Files. That well, comes I up haven't. in the Dresden Files. No, no, I'm just saying that's how I know that. Okay. I don't know how I know that. I actually don't know how I know that, but I do know What's that I know that. What's a fluffer do, Allie? A fluffer keeps the male lead In hard. a performing state? Yeah. 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 How do you think? Anyway, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> none, of, none, none of my business. What? That's a hard pass. Thanks. Something. Oh, Myrell was like, hey, buddy, you want to oh. be a warder? No. I only have like five. Yeah, and she, I don't like Myrell. The mushroom herself. I don't like her. I think she's the worst. Liana, my goodness. Like, I don't know if that kiss was consensual. Was it? Just checking on my friend, Matt. No, for sure. Who is not my friend and I, I hate him. I am I am saying that in this case of a kiss, I think Matt would probably be like, oh, oh and shit. And then okay, Delana fuck. comes up to him and offers to bond him as well. And I went, don't do that. Yes. Don't get blonded by Delana. No. That would be the worst case scenario. Yes. New fear, black Ajo bonding you. Bad. Um, bad. Like, Rand's pretty lucky that I'm almost cert- certain Alana is not black Asha. Pretty unlikely. I don't think she is. I mean, what if? Matt's lucky he's got the fox head, because otherwise, I mean, otherwise. Ha 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 Abuse. Someone hitting someone? Yeah. Probably. But laughing about it. Mm. Oh my god, mom has just been confirmed, sort of, but in my mind, yes. Elaborate. Tom at one point goes, something about loving someone. He says- Oh, they're your lover, your enemy, or your- It's hard to say if a woman is friend, enemy, or lover, or all three. In reference to the letter, which we know to be from Warren. Gus? Yes? Mom confirmed! You flopped again. Here, you need help? You go. Mom confirmed. 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 Happy Mother's Day. Confirmed. Happy Mommer's Day. (laughs) Oh my God. Y'all, I've said from Master Bard, I've said from Master Bard, those two, I've said from Master Bard. (laughs) Okay. Do you think that he'd be cool being in a thruple in the show? I think 
Yes. You probably, well, I, don't, I, I think they just leave it the way it Thrubble. is in the show. I think would be Secret Thrubble. I think they just. That's what we are. Leave it as Swan Moraine in the Thrubble. show would be my preference, personally. That, you know, not saying this happens in the book, but, you know, the Tom thing. So you don't, you don't think that in the show they would. I'm saying that regardless of what happens in the book, the show has made Swan and Warren's relationship a pretty pivotal thing. I'm starting to really like my theory where Min goes, she's going to be your undoing. Moraine hears about, about Swan the, getting yeah, the depo- the deposed deposing. and tries to get back to her. And that's how she and winds that's up, how on she the winds up at the Kyrian. docks. Because otherwise it seems so random. Yeah. Well, otherwise it's, it's oh, you got to be there. Prophecy says. Yeah. It just seems really random. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I love that. Because then she has to choose between... <gasps> Going back to... Going to save Swan yeah. and saving Rand? That could be good. Oh! 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 Okay. Anyway. Hey, Siri, play We Are the Champions. <laughs> That's about me and mom. Okay. That was the loveliest moment in the book so far. I love that When part. Matt bows to Egwene. I love it. Oh, you, oh. you teared up. I did. I mean, it was a gorgeous, lovely friendship moment. Here's what I love. Okay, when we're talking about men and women can be friends, look at this moment. Look at the 10 out of 10 moment in this book so far. It's a good one. 10 out of 10. My God, Matt, stop making me like you. Impossible. Chapter 44, The Color of Trust. We're going to skip over a lot of this chapter because it's Matt dancing. Uh, Matt is, uh, How dare you? Uh, he tells the men to not take any gifts from the Aes Sedai, no matter what. Um, he puts... What are they, the Fae? He's just like, don't let them have one over on ya. Uh, he puts his fucking banner out front. Fucking relax. And expects that, and then everyone comes and is like, what's this shit? You got banners, this is dumb. Hi, what, Hi. And then he goes dancing and he can't find Tom or Joy Lynn. Thank God he goes dancing. And he dances with Halima, who's hot. And, and she keeps trying to make him see down her shirt. Keeps asking questions about him and keeps showing off for cleavage. And then he tries to channel at him and then runs away. And then he listens to the song and then asks people about Halima. And But you think Nynaeve is the one who tries to channel at him? He thinks it's Halima. He thinks Halima's Aes Sedai. Oh. Nynaeve is an- avoiding him. Oh. Because of the kicking and stalking at thing. Well, that's fair. Nynaeve has had a rough go with her friends of late. Yeah. Uh, he's not sure he can trust Egwene, but he hopes he can. He's not sure, but it's still Egwene. Uh, he's trying to figure out who might be channeling at him. Myrell is like, you want to be a warder? And he goes, at, no, sorry. Thanks, though. And she goes, you sure? And he goes, nah, I no. I don't like Morel, but I don't think that she's a black Aja. I, mean, I just think she sucks. He dances with Swan and then realizes it's Swan when she goes, I asked you once whether you'd be there when the house was burning <laughs> this down, is funny. Boy, but it seems you make a habit of jumping into fires. Now go away and find somebody who wants to dance with you. And he <laughs> tries to dance with her. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he was like, this girl's a hottie with a body. And then she's like, I will smack your ass and then like Le- a drum. Liana dances up and grabs him and dances with him for a while and then goes, I'm Liana, by the way. In case you did not recognize me. And he's like, oh, shit, okay. Well, you're a good dancer. And then she goes, you're a very good dancer. And kisses him. And he's like, 
Oh, hey. oh, maybe he's not into this. He was so shocked. He did not even try to get away. Yeah, it didn't oh, feel yeah, I misread consensual. This. Uh, mm, Liana, you shouldn't do that. I didn't like it. And then she runs off, I and Matt is like, like I'm g- good night. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, I misread that. Uh, and then he has dreams that involve Myrel, Swan, Liana, and Halima, and I assume they're nightmares based on the way he's describing them. I don't know. Um, and Talmani shows up. Oliver is there. Oliver had rode into town. He's like, you need somebody to watch your back. She cannot be trusted. There was no need for him to name off the end. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you know. We've got a racist baby. Like. We've got a racist baby on our hands. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I get it. But also. But he's a racist he's baby. He's a racist baby. We've got a racist baby. We gotta have a sit down. We gotta have a sit down with some critical race theory. <sighs> we gotta have some books. Like all colors are beautiful. It's like just because one Aiel murdered your parents doesn't mean they're all bad. Plus, it was a shido. It okay, was a shido. Let's just sit him down and go. Okay, once upon a time, there was these really shitty people called the shy doe. It's like the Pillsbury Doughboy, but they were shy. Yeah. Right. Which kind of is tickle your tummy, tickles tummy, falls over. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So here's the deal. They suck as a whole group. Not uh, to generalize. Not to generalize. But in this case, it's okay. But in this case, it's sort of okay. Because um, every shy that we've met so far really suck. We, you know what? But let's leave room for nuance. We might find some good ones. who knows? There might be some okay ones down the line. But so far, they suck. So they are not representative of the Aiel as a whole. Um, you know? So, so Avienta is not a Shido. Shido are the ones who killed your parents. So let's be mad at that particular subsect of, of Aiel and leave Avienta the fuck alone. Racist baby. Olver had no interest in playing with the children in the village, so Matt had to endure the stares and smiles as the boy trailed him around Saladar, doing his best to imitate a warder's flowing stride, and looking nine ways at once for Avienda. That was kind of me as a child. Like, I didn't really... I wasn't particularly interested in children. I wanted to hang out with adults. Yeah, me too. So... Both of us were old babies. Yeah. He still can't find Tom and Joylin. We learn later that they have told him... Elaine told Tom and Joylin not to talk to Matt. Fucking God knows why. Um, because they didn't want him to get any ideas, I guess. And they wanted to keep him on ice for most of this chapter until we could reintroduce the plot at the end of it. Uh, I like the dancing stuff, but not this time. It's just... We, we've shared our... You, you, you already we, know. The ball needs to roll just a little bit more than yeah. it is at the moment. For me. Myrell again is like, you want to be a warder? And that's no. like, you are the fifth person today I've denied. Thanks. God, good thing he has that fox head, am I right? Yeah. And then the, then uh, someone rolls up and is like, go to the Omerlin. And he does. And there's Gwen and Nynaeve and Avienda and Elaine there. And she hands him out his options. And his options were go to Abujar with them or leave, basically. Yeah, his options are... Does this say? What the fuck? For you, Matt, it's either Abudar with Elaine and Nynaeve, or off to see who you can impress with flags and banners. Which really left no choice at all, of course. When he said so, nobody's expression changed. Egwene just said, 
I'm glad that is done, Matt. Now I have a thousand things to do. I will try to see you before you go. Dismissed like a sable boy, the Omerlin was busy. Hmm. And then Matt is out on the gr- on the green the next morning, and he goes to Talmani's, and he goes like, "Look, tell the band to stay here. If if the Aes Sedai move, follow them. Okay. Don't freak them out, but follow them. If a young woman named Egwene shows up, you ask no questions. Just take her and ride to Camelin. If you have to cut a hole through Gareth Bryn, um, and take Niram with you. I don't think that would go over very well. No. And Talmani's Talmani's says. Look, motherfucker, if you're taking Elysian, I will be offended if you do not let me send my man to care for your things. And Matt is like, I can't tell if you're being funny or not. Like, why do I need your butler manservant for my two-week trip? I will be fine. I mean, it's a gesture. So Elysian is coming. Uh, his uh, Elysian servant Lopin is coming. And Tomani forces Matt to take Nirim, which I love. Uh... Vannon is somewhere. Adelius and Vandine are going. Adelius and Vandine are coming. Uh, Matt says to Talmanis, Nelesian knows Abudar Talmanis. Oh, all right. Niram comes. <laughs> Avienda comes out. Elaine and Nynaeve come out. Egwene comes out to see them off. Brigitte's there. Matt doesn't know who Brigitte is, but he's like, why is she here? That's weird. Because she's Brigitte. Uh-huh. I think they're going to vibe. Matt and Brigitte? Uh-huh. Why? They like to drink. They like to dance. They they like to gamble. What else do they have in common? Uh, horn stuff. And? They're horny. No. Um. Frame of reference? They've. Thousands of years of memories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like they're gonna vibe. Adelius and Van Dien are coming. she's pretty, Matt's hot. Yeah. But she, she likes ugly like, people. Well, that that's good, I feel though, like it'll be like a friendship. Because that way they can just chill, right? They'll be friends. I feel like, and Brigitte's kind of bi, so maybe they'll like the same kind of women. Right. She could be like, that's a, that's a, that's a cute one. That's yeah, a cute one. Yeah, he'll be like, yeah, you're right. We know Brigitte is not necessarily canonically bi, but we've oh, decided that Brigitte oh, is come bi. Come on. Let us have bi Gita. I'm here for it. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. Maybe she is. You know what? In my, in my head canon, they're She's all bi. bi. Fuck, yeah. No, in my head canon, they're all bi. Tom apologizes for not talking to him. Elaine didn't allow him to. Nynaeve threatened to... This is it. Joylin goes, Nynaeve threatened to punch my eye if I went near you. <laughs> he looks exhausted. Abuse. Matt goes, we'll teach you some manners this trip, Joylin. Tom, I'm the one who has to apologize. What I, I said about the I letter... I don't like that wording at all. Yeah, anyway. What I said about the letter, it was the heat talking and worry over fool women. I, I hope it was good news. And then that Tom goes, good news? I haven't puzzled that out yet. Often you don't know whether a woman is friend, enemy, or lover until it is too late. Sometimes she's all three. Women always I'm seem to like making themselves saying... mysterious, Matt. Oh my god. And then they talk about Eludra, and he's like, remember Eludra? I ran into her, and she didn't remember me. Why didn't she remember him? No fucking idea. Maybe she has a memory like me. Maybe. You are currently braiding your hair. Are you doing the Terraboner thing? Mm-hmm. Look at you. Bunch of tiny braids. Tom goes, I met her a stranger and left her a stranger. Now, would you call her a friend or an enemy? And Matt goes, well, maybe a lover. He would not mind meeting a Ludra again. She'd given him some fireworks and proved very useful. I kind of ship it, though. If you want to know about women, ask Perrin, not me. I don't know anything at all. I used to think Rand knew, but Perrin surely does. 
Well, with luck, I won't have to put up with them Karen long. Karen definitely knows the least of the three of you, for surezies. So they're going to they're gonna gateway to an area about a week outside of Abudar and then ride their way in. And Matt is like, motherfucker, what? And he goes to Elaine. He's like, what the fuck is this? Why are we gatewaying to the middle of nowhere a week outside of Abudar? That's a good question. Um, it's because they don't want to... Um, Accidentally chop someone in half. That, yes. Yeah. Oh, but also, like, then wouldn't they alert every woman who could channel to their presence, too? If they tra- into the town, probably, yeah. But if, yeah. They, if they gateway to 10 miles outside of the town, not likely. But, like, what if they chop someone in half? That's the concern. Grendel, uh, Samael did that to one of Grendel's people at one point. Yeah. Um, Adelius and Vandine chat. And he's probably a king or some shit. Because of who Grendel likes to enslave. Mm. Am I wrong? No. Uh, and then he sees Egwene coming and she's being followed by all these Aes Sedai and they are completely ignoring her. They are just talking among themselves and Egwene is in front. That is completely hot garbage bullshit. Ignoring the woman they'd named Omerlin. Egwene might as well have been alone. She looked alone. Knowing her, she was trying very hard to be what they had named her. And they let her walk alone with everybody watching. So sad. To the pit of doom with them if they think they can treat a two rivers woman that way. Boom. Striding to meet Egwene, he swept off his hat and bowed, making the best leg he knew how, and he could flourish with the best when he had to. Good morning, mother. And the light shine on you, he said, loud enough to be heard in the village. Kneeling, he seized her right hand and kissed her great serpent ring. A quick glare and a grimace directed at Talmanis and the others, and hidden by Egwene from those behind her, had them all scrambling to kneel and call out, The light illumine you, mother! Or some variation. Even Tom and Joylin. Egwene looked startled at first, though she hid it quickly. I feel like Tom would be like, yeah, yeah, this is good. good." And said softly, then she smiled and said softly, Thank you, Matt. See, this is actually saving her ass. For a moment, he stared up at her, then cleared his throat and stood, brushing off his knees. Shiriam and all those others behind Egwene were staring at him. Good. Stare away, old biddies. He's like, hey, why are you out here? Don't you have stuff to do? She says, I will always see friends off, Matt. I'd have spoken with you before this if I was not so busy. Matt... Do try to stay out of trouble in Abudar. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm here to help you. What are you worrying about me for? She's just worried. I mean, like, this is the apocalypse. We're all allowed to be worried about each other, right? And then he he says, like, don't worry, I'll be all right. I'll do my best. I'm out of here. Mount up. Let's go. Elaine makes a gateway. They go through the gateway. Yeah, but the funny thing is the gateway's too short. So you can't ride through it. Because, well, Rand's is big enough to ride through. Mm-hmm. Elaine's is not. Yeah, it's funny. Why might that be? I don't know. Women. Yeah, it's just men are stronger. And the stronger oh, you are, your gateway's going to be bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ride through. Adelius and Van Dien kind of take off in the head, in the lead, and then they follow them. And But the... Elaine and Nynaeve are annoyed by that. Yeah. Matt follows them. But I'm like, I mean, that makes sense. They're a thousand years old. Much as he might enjoy seeing the older Aes Sedai teach those two to sit up straight, what he really wanted was an uneventful ride, a short stay in Abu Dar, and a quick jump back to Saladar before Egwene did anything stupid and irretrievable. 
Women always gave him trouble. He did not understand it. Then Egwene goes back to Egwene, and then she thinks maybe Elaine and Nynaeve between them could keep Matt from getting into too much trouble. Mm. And I love that juxtaposition. And they're of those all going to get in trouble because they're all idiots. Keeping him out entirely was probably too much to ask. She felt a pang of regret for using him, but he might be some use where he was. Well, he will not be used. Then she turns around. They're like, all right, let's go. They look at Talmani's and Talmani's rides off. And Ramonda goes, a man who means trouble if ever I saw one. It'll be well to put miles between ourselves and that sort. Joke's on you. They're going to follow you. Yeah. Matt's band had served its first purpose, which was what? To follow them. Get the fucking Aes Sedai old ladies to move their asses. It worked. So remember last chapter when she did not say what her purpose was for the band? Her Mm -hmm. dual purpose? This is one of them. Get the old ladies to move. Impel the Aes Sedai to move north. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Shall we go to our horses, she said. If we leave now, we should catch up to Lord Bryn well before sunset. And that's the end of chapter 44. How do you feel about these chapters? <sighs> Everyone's making me angry. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We have social media if you want to know what we're up to. We also have a Patreon if you want to support us that way. It's patreon.com slash wheeltakes. And of course, you can always leave us a rating and a review, which really helps. And if you do it, we will send you some uh, review exclusive merch. Yeah. You've also probably noticed episodes are coming out on Fridays now. That is because we have gotten busier. And Fridays well, are easier. Yeah. But don't worry, they'll keep coming out on Fridays and eventually we'll do Eye of the Worlds again. Anything else, Sally? Everyone's making me mad! Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Everyone is making me mad. Everyone's so dumb. Leave that in. Thank you again for listening. This was Wheel Takes with Allie and Gus. Music by Alexander Nakarada. 